Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to an all new episode of Much to Do About Nothing. I am your host, Juwan, and join with me as always is Joel. What's going on, Joel? Good. I am excited, man, to pod with you today. There's a lot of news that came out. Um, usually, me and you are excited. Uh, well, if we try to be excited to start this show off, usually with the Knicks, um, they are currently down 14 in the fourth quarter with seven minutes to go. Um, this one frustrates me a little bit, Joel, because our stretch of the next four games are extremely winnable. Um, and I would say these are five games that we need. Um, I assume the schedule doesn't get any easier. I don't even think we've played the Clippers or the Lakers this season yet. We, um, the, we didn't play the Lakers yet. Okay. Um, so hopefully we can maybe catch the Lakers before LeBron and AD get back. Yeah. Um but to me, it's just like when you can win games, like our next few games are like the Pistons, the Mavericks, um, the uh, the Timberwolves, all winnable. I'm not guaranteeing it, but I'm saying they're very winnable. We've owned the Mavericks since uh, the little pony went to Dallas. So it's like, you know, it's very winnable. Timberwolves, right. winnable. Pistons, winnable. This game we're currently losing in was winnable. Um, so like, how, how do you view that? Do, do, you know, cause I'm looking right now, we're 24 and 22. And I was telling my dad, like, you look at Chicago, who's 19 and 25. They just got Vucevic, right? We'll talk about that a little later. Um, it's not drastic for the Knicks to either make a leap upward or a drastic leap down or not leap, but a, dra- a drastic knock downward. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like games like this games, like, you know, the next four coming up are like, you, you need that more than you've ever needed anything before. Uh, because lo- Oh my God, New Orleans Noel is a freaking monster. Um, because <laughs> losing those games are just like, it, it's, it's to me, the end of the season losing games like that, because to me, the Knicks don't have it right now to where they can kind of kick it into another gear, you know? Yeah. Um, before I pass it to you, I'm, I'm going to tell you what I was telling my dad. The reason why the trade deadline was so important to me, besides obviously my obsessive need for things, was because I viewed this team the same way I viewed the team before the Knicks got mellow. Remember how that Amari team was exceeding expectations, looking really good, but weren't mm-hmm. in the playoffs, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and then they got mellow and then made it to the playoffs I consider the Knicks to be one one guy away from that, you know, to where it's like, all right, guaranteed we can at least make the playoffs, maybe make some noise in, in that first round, 
and win or lose, didn't matter, we made it. And we made some noise while being there. But when you look at this, it's kind of just like this team to me very much is like that Amari team ran by D'Antoni, um, you know, with Amari. And Randall's very much Amari. And his supporting cast, albeit pretty good, it's just it, – it's not enough, you know, if it comes down to you now have to go on a stretch to win a, a certain amount of games because no. they just show they don't have that. Right. I mean, all – especially the <laughs> – the really – one of the biggest issues that my team had was they had no – no center. <laughs> like Amari would technically play center, but they had no interior defense. They were really bad. Um, and it, it, it was just, that's not really an issue with us right now. Um, but like, yeah, the, the, we definitely have one star and a whole bunch of young possibilities of being stars like, like uh, RJ quickly. And even though Alec Burks has been balling, you know, I mean, the last couple games at least, he's still a six man, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're still missing a second star at the very least to put next to Julius. And like, we weren't like, even during the trade deadline, it was going to be very hard to find one. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's going to probably take another year or maybe this offseason. I don't know. We'll see. But we definitely need a, a, a better playmaker aside from Julius himself. You know, that'd be nice. Um, <clears throat> and of course, another more reliable score, even though RJ has been playing well. Yeah, I mean, I look at RJ like a better a better Gallinari. I don't mean Gallinari over his career. I mean Gallinari specifically in that That's season. Gallinari oh, yeah, was a shooter at that time. Say it again. He's a good shooter. No, 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 no. I just mean as far as Amari was Randall. Randall is Amari. And Gallinari was like their next uh, consistent right. score. So yeah, that's, that's, that's what I mean. That, that's what right. I mean. It was um, him and Chandler. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So to me, and Chandler is essentially what Alec Burks is for us right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course, I, I believe this team is, you know, definitely better than that team because that team was just offensive-minded and defensively challenged. This yeah. team is very good defensively, but offensively challenged. They're the opposite. <laughs> right, exactly. So to me, again, um, I, I, I'd had this conversation with my brother. So nothing about uh, – not free agency, I'm sorry. About the trade deadline, surprise and or upset me. I think I was just more upset to know that we could have gotten a player for free without having to give up anything to get them. And yeah. we ultimately just kind of said, we're good with what we have. And it's like, I love Mitchell Robinson more than anything. I, look at Nerlens tonight. I love him more than anything. Yeah. Problem is neither yeah, one of them are offensive threats. No, no, no. <laughs> so I it's mean, like missed more more than Nerlens. Right. So it's like, why would you say no to another offensive piece again? And it would have only been a rental. Like we could have just used them this year and then lose them in free agency, and it wouldn't have mattered because we didn't give up anything. Who was that? Uh, Andre Drummond. Well, uh, well, that's the thing. Like. It, it, it wouldn't have, we wouldn't have gotten them unless we extended them. There's no and way. Me, I would I would have been fine with that because to me, I, I look at it like this. I have no problems with Mitchell Robinson. I'm not one of these people who thinks he's this injury-prone dude now. My problem is I have yet to see offensively the upside of Mitchell Robinson. And this is very much a league where Rudy Gobert is the rarest of rare in today's NBA a guy who can only play defense and that is it. 
-hmm. you don't see centers like that anymore. So it's like when you can get a guy who can go get you 20 to 25 a night, you don't ever say no to that for a guy who can just, I mean, look, and, and I'm not like, I'll give you a perfect example, Joel. The Knicks, when they get in bad foul trouble, do you know where most of their foul trouble comes from? The big man. Around, exactly, exactly. So to me, Mitch's importance is no one wants to drive on Mitchell Robinson. So he secures the, the rim. So it allows the Knicks to play better perimeter defense because, you know, you don't have to worry about, damn, they're about to, <laughs> they're about to put a move on Taj Gibson and go right to the rim, you know? So mm. it's like his importance is that. I'm not saying he's not important. But again, Drummond can get you 20 and 12. That's just extremely valuable. And for us to kind of just go, nah, not really. And then Mitch go down and then it's just like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> like somebody called Drummond. It's like, no, it's too late now. <laughs> like, you have virtually told him, ah, we don't really need you. Now it's like, shit, hey, hey, can you pick up the phone? Um, so to me, it's just one of those things to where it's like, I think that's what upset me more. The Lonzo thing didn't upset me. The Oladipo thing didn't upset me. The Levine thing, none of that upset me. What upset me was the idea that there was interest from Drummond to signing a deal here. And then the Knicks ultimately just said, we're cool with what we got. And I'm like, what you got isn't all that great to be telling somebody like Andre Drummond, I'm good. Yeah, I guess. But the thing with that is this, that's not exactly how it played out. There was obviously interest by us. It's just it wasn't as much interest as the Lakers, for instance, you know. There was more interest from, like, the Lakers or the Celtics. So, for. Let me ask you, know? you this. Do you think if the Knicks went full steam for that four-year deal, he would have still chosen the Lakers? No, I don't think so. I think that's, that's, that's all I mean, then. That's that's all I mean. Like, no. you, you could have had him is the <laughs> only point I'm making. And the um, point that is they're like at the time they're like, well, it's not we we want our future to be Mitch basically. So they're like, why? And he's gonna probably want to start, and Mitch is already our starter. So like, why 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 bring that over here? You know, it was an option, it was a possibility because we kind of needed the help, but they felt like they had enough, and like and, and like fucking Tibbs likes his defensive centers. So in that in that way, it kind of worked out, but it is what it is. Like they literally like cost us everything. Cause he got hurt literally the same day that, you know, Drummond was like going to do with his, whatever he had to do. So it's karma. <laughs> That's what it is. It's yep. like, it's that luck. Like, well, well, fuck you guys then. And um, to me, Joel, defense is something is something you either have or can be taught. It's not something that a player can just always be bad at. So to me, it's like, you know, Drummond could have come here and Tibbs could have coached him up to be uh, serviceable defensively, um, you know, to where he's not as much of a liability. You know, I mean, hell, look at Randall. He's not as much of a liability this year defensively as he was last year. I'm not saying he's a, he's a lockdown defender, but is he the kind of guy that you look at and you're just like, oh, my God, they're about to drop 50 on Julius tonight. No, last no. year I would have said that for sure. But this year, no. So I'm like, that could have been, that could have been taught. And I don't want to make this sound like I'm arguing the point with you, because um, I feel like you understand where I'm coming from, and I 100% get where you're coming from. The logic of, dude, we're good. We got three bigs that we're very much happy with that do what right. we need them to do. No yeah, need to make it up at the time. You know, it only made sense after he got hurt. But at that point, it was too late. 
I mean, I, I told you at the beginning of the season, and, you know, obviously I was dead wrong, but I never felt like Tibbs was sold on Mitchell Robinson. I thought Tibbs very much believed that this was a, uh, a prove-it year for Mitchell Robinson. Um, still, you know, it, I said it still kind of was. Uh, Mitchell right. still, that, that's why they wanted him to finish the season. They wanted to still see what he had to finish the season, and then this happened. And I mean, to be fair, Joel, let's let's be real here. Andre Drummond is still a guy we can go out and get next year. Uh, technically, yes. <laughs> if, you know, if if we if we decide that's that's what we want. And I think I was telling you or my brother over text yesterday. Um, I don't mind if he goes, tries to win a championship with the Lakers. Hopefully, they fail. Um, and our consolation prize in the offseason is Drummond in in Lonzo. I wouldn't hate that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? And to me, it's like, I tell you this, Mitch is valuable. And if we don't pay him, somebody will. Different sure. is Mitch, again, has a has a, a game set that isn't overly valued in today's NBA. Again, there's only one Rudy Gobert in the NBA. <laughs> like, there's not... 90 cent, you know, of course you have your Steven Adams and, and whatnot, but you have more Al Horfords and Boogie Cousins and, you know, Jokic's like you have more guys like that that are more diverse offensively um, because people just don't value the, the big man like they used to, you know, and I know that breaks your heart all the time. <laughs> yeah, but that's not like they don't exist. That's that's right, that's my right. issue. You know, right. my issue is that they pretend like there's no such thing as centers. So I'm like, that's what bothers me. Yeah, and they did. not them. I mean, what I mean by them is the All Star game. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I know. Oh, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Um, but yeah, like I said, to me, the the trade deadline did not bother me. I I actually made a lot of peace with it with my brother like a day or two before when I was like, dude, wrap your head around the idea of us doing nothing virtually. Um, and then I remember he was texting me like, yo, I'm watching these, uh, these Ferguson highlights and like, he's nice. I'm like, he will not be on the team. Excuse me. He will not be on the team. You don't even have to do that. <laughs> you can go ahead and stop watching those videos right now. He, he's he, no, he will let's, not be on the team. Let's see. <laughs> um, so let me ask you this. Uh, we have essentially with Mitch being out, I think that should open three roster spots. Um, no, you don't lose him. <laughs> well, no, 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 play. no. You don't get a spot because he's not playing. Oh, I, I thought you, I thought they designated him for, for injury. He is injured, but he's not out of the team. not off the roster. It's not football. Oh, so he had to be out for the season for us to get that. Even then, he's still on the roster. No, because didn't they get uh, didn't the Nets get um, a, a, a roster spot when Dim Dimwitty went out? It's a, it's a money thing to get more money or whatever. They don't have to pay oh. or whatever. Oh, I I thought they said they opened up that opened up a roster spot for them when he went out for the year. It's not it's not that because it's still not designated to be out for the year either. Um, even though he probably is. Um, That's what you're okay, okay, I see what you're saying. All he's right, in, he's not out for like the whole season. <laughs> in two spots. Uh, yeah. What do you see them filling those two spots with? Not a who, just what, like position? <laughs> center. Okay. Center and, and uh, probably either another shooter or a point guard. I don't know. We'll I see. I don't even know who the hell is out there. Um, There's nobody at the moment. That's why. It's like it's, whoever's out there, it's, 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 it's slim picking. 
that's why I'm like, you know, and a lot of people have been saying this on Twitter. It's like, Knicks, at this point, why not go after DeMarcus Cousins? You know what I'm saying? Why not? Um, the whole has been, and the same reason with Drummond is like, uh, it's been, uh, what's it called? Locker room, the, the chemistry. They want to make sure that there's no issues, you know. No I get it, but to me, to me, you can ask like the last what three or four teams he's been on. He hasn't been an issue, an issue with that. I mean, he hasn't even been the Demarcus Cousins of old, uh, getting texts and fighting with refs and all that. Um, so I'm like, I, I, I don't think he would be, especially in the position he's in, where it does not look like anyone's in a rush to to have him added to a team. It's like, right. I don't, I don't think he would be that guy. But I mean, look again. Like I told my dad, Joel, with with um, him worrying about how Marvel's going to do Fantastic Four and X-Men, dad, you don't get paid to make those decisions. Let the people who do do their job. And you just, it was weird. Yeah, you just sit back and enjoy whatever they choose to give you, um, you know, because it, it'll do nothing but give you headaches. Nothing, trust me, nothing but headaches. That's for um, sure. So, you know, again, we'll, we'll see what the Knicks do. Heartbreaking loss, me and you are experiencing them go through right now. A win that they, I, I again, I know I sound dramatic when I say it, but they desperately did need this win. They de- they didn't desperately need it because they did. They're coming off a three game winning streak, but they definitely mentally could have used this win because this is a team we struggle against. I only say desperately, Joel, because of how close um, being out of the playoffs, you know, our, our record has us at. Yeah, that's but that's like, at this point, every game is like you need it. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's, that's not specifically this game. It's every game. But, like, but this game is specifically because it's just this team specifically. It would be nice to get a win over because we just haven't been able to beat them all year. So let me ask you if you had, if the basketball gods told you you could only have one, you could have this one against Miami or the last, the last, uh, or, Winning the last game we played against the Sixers, which one? Which one would you have wanted? They's fucking hate him, honestly. <laughs> like, <laughs> I hate my hand, bro. Uh, um, Philly, we're gonna catch them. They were close. I mean, the last two Miami games were close too, but this game would have been nice to take. You know? Yeah, to me, I want that. I want that Sixers game. I yeah. want that Sixers game back. There's nothing that bothers me in the NBA more. Than how smug Ben Simmons is, um, so that's my biggest issue. I, I want that Sixers game. I desperately want that Sixers game. Yeah. Either I, way, to me, watching, watching a guy who is defensively freaking amazing and one Ooh. of the best passers in the NBA, but can't do anything else, and and for him to be that smug, oh, it fucking rubs me the wrong way, Joe. <laughs> <It really does. laughs> I don't uh, like smug players. Uh, I don't mind having them. I don't like playing against them. <laughs> that's, that's my thing, Joel. I want it in my team. I don't want to play against it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know me and you could not care less. So this is our show. We do it. Our we do what we want. You want to go over any of the the, the trades that went down at, at the deadline? Like any, just anything that stood out to you. We don't have to go through every last one. Just anything that stood out to you. I can go first if you want me to. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Aaron Gordon. That's huge for Denver. That is huge for Denver only in the sense of it adds it adds rebounding. And it's another guy that can kind of give you that flame, uh, you know, that flame off the bench. Aaron Gordon's not a guy that you need to drop 30 or, or even 20 a night. 
if Aaron Gordon can get you 15 and 10 a night or even 15 and eight a night, you're solid. You're solid. That was a good trade. Um, but to me, I love that. Uh, I, I love that for them. The Chicago one stood out to me, but that was more so their desperation to keep uh, Zach. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we'll see what, what comes of that. But to me, it was just like, I was so confused when they were like, they traded for Vucevic. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like, all right, you know, I can't wait to see what uh, Markinen does on on the Magic. And they were like, no, no, he's he's staying here in Chicago too. I was just like, wasn't mm-hmm. the whole point to get rid of Markinen? Why, why is he still here? Um, so essentially, I, it either means one or two things. Literally, no one answered the phone when Markinen's name was brought up. Or they thought, you know, maybe keeping some of our, our best scores, which are Levine and Markinen, um, and then adding someone like Vucevic can maybe give them a playoff push to, you know, to kind of let Zach know that you have something going for you. Um, but to me, I want to see Zach go. I want to see him go. I want to see him be in a better situation. And I think Markinen in a better situation could could look really, really, really good. Um but yeah, those are the only two that really stood out to me. Everything else is, uh, you know, Brooklyn. Let me just say this. If you're a Brooklyn fan and you are bragging about the moves you've made this year, I just want you to know that's not, I'm trying to say this so it doesn't sound like I'm a hater and there's no way to really do that, but there's just nothing to be proud of. You're essentially letting the rest of the NBA know that you're so insecure and you don't think you're able to get the job done. You're just going to stack the deck. You're going to stack the deck. So it's almost impossible for, for you to lose. And to me, I look at this and I like it because we've seen this before, Joel. Yes. It was called the Lakers. When the Lakers were like, let me just go get um, uh, Carl Malone. Let me go get freaking Gary Payton Payton. and Detroit came in with no superstars and was just like nope we'll take that championship from you so to me my my deepest wishes would be for that to happen exactly the same way yeah that'd be interesting see uh so that's all I have to add so it's on you yeah I don't I don't you know I'm not worried about Brooklyn because like yeah, they they got what they wanted. They they paid and they got what they wanted. They, they were, if they win their championship, they bought it. <laughs> they got it. You know, they paid the right money for the right players, and lured in uh, ring chasers at the end, just like most super teams do. Um, so it's not like it's a new, it's an original take, but of course it's a KD led team, so not too surprising. What do you expect, right? Um, so. The Chicago move with Vucevic to Chicago, I mean, I like it for them. And that's obviously their way of saying they're going to go with Levine uh, forward, giving them that two all-stars now. Uh, it might take them a while to gel. At least the whole team has as a whole. They're going to definitely need a point guard at some point. Because um, I, unless, you know, Kobe White snaps out of it. Um, then you have – they still have marketing. They have Patrick Williams. So – Season starting five. Um, it just, it's going to take time to see how they really look when they're healthy. Uh, then Aaron Gordon to Denver. Good. I'm not a big Aaron Gordon guy like at all. 
I think he's good, but you know, I definitely wasn't gonna pay over the moon for that guy. Um, and I guess he fits fine in Denver as a piece, you know. Uh, he fits because now you know Paul Millsap's getting old anyway, so it makes sense for them to replace him. Uh, he'll probably be, and you know, he's more than likely gonna be the starting power forward now going forward for Denver. So that's good for them. They found a new starting power to go with their young team. Um, I will say really quickly before you go any further. I will say if he wants to remain on that team, spacing is drastically important for that team. So his yeah. shooting's going to have to get immensely better. Um, because there will be nothing that pisses the, the rest of that roster off. Like uh Jokic trying to get busy in the paint, and then he he turns around the spin and there's Gordon because he doesn't he, he can't shoot, so he's not on the three-point line. Right. Um like that that'll really piss that roster off because they do they do thrive off spacing it's why Millsap was so valued um so yeah he's gonna have to figure that out obviously it's gonna be tough for him to get that done this year but going forward get that done Eric Gordon or I don't really know where else you you fit in in the NBA if you can't make it there yeah I don't yeah like you know I mean a big move for them I think is a good fit for them but you know as an individual piece you know you're not building around Angor. <laughs> um, what else? Fournier to Boston. I thought that was a nice pickup for Boston, but that's not good. I mean, how much is it moving the needle? I don't know. Um, what else? I mean, the Bill Victor Oladipo to Miami. They, they didn't even play. Obviously, he's not even playing today, but I wonder what he looks like with Miami. So I wonder what that's going to look like. Um, when it happens, um, I don't even know what the fuck Houston's doing anymore, so I'm just gonna move on from that. Um, that's really it. Just move on from that. I love you, Joel. That is like the most Joel thing ever. Like, I'm not even gonna wreck my brain thinking about that shit. (laughs) I have no idea what their plans are. I, I, they, they, they ruined it for themselves. They could have gotten a better package, not much for all the people, but for like Harden and then. Uh, getting what they got back from Fall the Depot was like worthless. Like I'll tell you this, their biggest mistake was they were half in, half out. Like you look at OKC, lost Durant, lost mm-hmm. Oladipo, lost West. Uh, I'm not. I'm sorry, lost Paul George, lost Melo, right. lost Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Look at the return they got for every loss they. Well, obviously not Durant, but every other loss they really had. They let him look, at, look at what they got. So to me, it's just like. There's not one player, because, again, you don't count Durant because he left for free agency. There's not one player that they lost that I would say is better than James Harden. No. So the fact that he – that the fact that Sam Presti is his name, right? hmm Okay, the fact that Sam Presti got essentially 857 draft picks over the next <laughs> five years is insane because you're Houston. You had Westbrook. You had Dwight Howard. You had James Harden. Uh, you had Chris Paul, and essentially you have nothing to show for any of that. No championships, no draft assets, no players to build with going forward. It's just virtually a mess over there. And there are two players I feel drastically sorry for, and it's John Wall and Russell Westbrook. You look at them on their respective teams, and it's just like you would share they had nothing in the tank left. With. You know what sucks about their situations the most? It's because they get paid so much, they almost handcuff their team. <laughs> and it's like, it's almost their fault that their team sucks. And also, 
that they're that they're paid that highly. And it's like you're, you're kind of stuck, you know. What I mean, it really does. And that, yeah, they're stuck in purgatory because they have no no real help, uh, and and they can't. And they're just good enough to not get good picks. And it's like, what what are you then? You know, it's just, it just doesn't make sense. Especially Washington. You know, they basically have two superstars in Washington: Westbrook and Beal. And it's like, how can you guys not be just a little bit better? And essentially, and essentially, to your point, it's a decision of do you want money or do you want to or do you want to win games? You can't have both. And essentially, until the conversation comes of the team asking them for pay cuts, I don't even know if basketball does that like football can. Um, But I mean, negotiate the contract. Yeah, I I don't even think players do that. I, I don't think I've ever heard of that. They get bought out. That's it. That's the closest you get to a buy, uh, to negotiating. Yeah, contract. players are like, wait a minute, hold on. What? You want me to take how much less, bitch? What? No? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, you make an amazing point. And it's funny that you make that point because that's the same point Skip Bayless said about the Patriots, is that you're legit in a situation to where you're never going to be one in, in 17, uh, one in 15 or something like that. So it's like, you'll always be middle of the pack. So it's like, as long as you're middle of the pack without a quarterback, you'll never be in a situation high enough to get a guy that's right. your franchise quarterback. So it's essentially like you're, you've put yourself in a situation to where you've been so good for so long. You now have made it to where it's like, you don't ever see the bottom. And it would take new England to legit just say, we want to lose. Right. Tank. Right, exactly. To actually get a high pick to to replace it, and I don't know, man. To me, it's just one of those things. That's why I said when Washington was like, "We're not interested in trading Bradley Beal," and I'm like, "You don't have options. <laughs> like, that's yeah. not an option you have." Because unfortunately, no one wants Westbrook, and it's not because he's not a good player. It's only because of that contract. Because yeah. if he had a friendlier contract. There's at least eight teams that I could see that would say, you know what, I'll take a shot on Westbrook. Yeah. He'll be available. Yeah, people will take him in uh, like two years. <laughs> Can I be honest with you, Joel? If uh-huh. I could be completely honest with you, if his contract was friendlier, I mean drastically friendlier. I don't think the Knicks don't don't look at him uh, before the start of this season. No, there's a lot of teams that wouldn't that wouldn't have taken a shot on him. Right. It's just, dude, you're making too much money, and you, you, your shooting percentages are horrible. I can't yeah, do both of those. <laughs> yeah, one I of the can't other. Do both. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Not at all. Like to me, you got it. Something has to give. If you shot better, I could at least say it's yeah. worth money. Did you see his game tonight? He had like thirty-five and twenty assists, some shit like that. Like, see, what? that's that's the confusing thing about Westbrook. He'll do that, and then he'll do what he did against us the two times he played us, where he yeah. couldn't hit anything. Yeah, he makes forty-one million this year. Forty-four next, <laughs> forty-seven. <laughs> oh, as a player option in his third year. And that's what cracks me up about James <laughs> Harden's disrespect to Houston. It's like, look what they did for you. <laughs> like, you needed help. They went out and overpaid Chris Paul to a degree. You needed help. They went out and and leveraged their draft capital to get you Russell Westbrook and pay him a shit ton of money. And it's like, you got the nerve to say, you guys didn't do enough for me. What? <laughs> if I'm Houston, I'm suing you for slander. I did everything I could for you. Um, That's on you that you couldn't get the job done. So yeah. 
I don't know, man. I don't know. But um, again, Knicks lost. I don't know if this knocks us out of the fourth spot. Um, we have to wait, I guess. Yeah, we have to wait. We have to wait until at least tomorrow to kind of see how all the games shaped out today, I guess. Um, but we're back. We're back playing again uh, Wednesday, I believe, against the Timberwolves in Minnesota. Um, I don't know. Maybe. No, no, no. Yeah, we do play Minnesota Wednesday. Well, okay. um, hopefully we get the job done. That's that's all I can ask. I hope so because that last game against Minnesota was way closer than it needed to be. And you know what's even crazier? It only got close in like the last few minutes of that game to where we kind of just were like, eh, we don't have it. It was not that close that entire no. game. So it's like, scored 88 points today. That's fucking sad. <laughs> and you know what's crazy, Joel? What does Frazier always say? Nick's recipe for winning is preventing the other team from dropping 100. I don't think Miami had 100 tonight and we still lost. Yeah. They, we, no, they didn't. They had 98 and we still lost. Yes. Goodness gracious. That lets you know the offense wasn't there. Wasn't no, there. Wasn't. that first quarter was tragic. <laughs> it was like clank, clank the whole game. It's it's super insane because you go, we you know I I do think and I look at Randall and it's breaking my heart, Joel, because Randall making you know doing this playoff push is starting to look more and more like mellow. The year we had fifty wins, where it's like he's clearly not healthy going into the playoffs, <laughs> and it now will you know it now will depend on can his talents outweigh how bad he's probably feeling. Um, and th- that's a lot of pressure to put on that guy, you know? Um, yeah. so hopefully one of these games, RJ has a breakout game where he just takes over himself. Yeah. Um, I think that, that was really one of the biggest problems tonight. RJ only had eight points. He struggles against Miami. They really know how to hold him down. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 you know, to me, I think what stresses me about RJ, and I said this before, First of all, what's stressing me about this team is they refuse to look up. Um, I Oh, God, there's nothing that infuriates me more, Joel, than watching them come down the court and seeing a shooter wide open and no one looks up to throw it to him or an alley-oop that they miss. It's just uh, – but to me, I don't think RJ, – RJ to me is too passive. He's not aggressive enough. And I don't mean aggressive like in his style of offense. I mean aggressive as in – you got to tell Randall or Peyton, specifically Peyton, give me the ball. Say, give me the ball and go to work. Put your hard hat on and go to work, RJ. You know, drive to the basket, get, you know, get good looks, draw double teams, dish out. I just kind of feel like RJ is kind of like they pass it to me. Cool. They don't. Cool. And it's like, you can't have that, man. You can't. Especially when you have an alpha dog like, uh, like Randall in an alpha dog mentality like Alfred Payton has. They're not looking to immediately uh, get you in good positions or get you the ball, RJ. You got to go get it. Um, so hopefully, like, I was really depending on RJ to have, like, remember that year JR just was just unconscious. I Just unconscious. You bring that up a lot, yes, I do. Because it's just, it's it's one of those rarities of for me. Because, again, I didn't grow up in the John Starks era. Um, so it's just a rarity to me of seeing like how you guys talk about John Starks is how I viewed Jr. Uh, for that season. So where he was just unconscious, he just couldn't be stopped. Um, I just want RJ to just give me a breakout game, RJ. That's all I ask. Just a breakout game. 
I think he's had several breakout games. I think this has been his worst game of like in many games. Oh, no, uh, I'm not judging him off this game. I'm just saying uh, he's going to need to be more aggressive because it's looking more and more like Randall just – he doesn't have it. And it's funny you say he's going to be more aggressive because I think he is aggressive on offense when he has the ball, yes. Uh, he's not. He's never going to yell at his teammates to give him the ball. Uh, but he definitely is more aggressive than our other draft picks, and I think that's why he's more successful. He's not as like Knox and, and Anobi are not as aggressive offensively. You know what I mean? They're just not strong. That's what it is. Not, aggressive is maybe, maybe not the right word. They don't have the physical strength that R.J. Barrett obviously has over certain players. And he showed it tonight a couple times. It's just he didn't do it enough. And, and don't get me wrong, he missed, like, where was it? Uh, he had – he was four for 12. And it looked like he made more shots, sort of God. But then also you got to make those free throws, uh, even though he only had fucking one free throw attempt apparently, which is insane considering how aggressive he was being. Um, it's crazy. Like, tonight we got out-rebounded. I don't like that. Told you that's my least favorite thing in the world. I hate being out-rebounded. Um, I always got- attribute that to the idea of – <clears throat> of um, how important Mitch is. Um, Taj Gibson is one of those guys that can rebound, but I watched a play where <laughs> Taj didn't box out, fought, what's his name, uh, to get the rebound, and then was like, wait, I fouled him? It's like, Taj, yes, you fouled him. Why didn't you box out? Like, <laughs> like why? That's, the, that's your one job. That's your one job is to box out and get rebounds, and you somehow just, just goofed it. And it's like, that's where Mitchell is very important because even if Mitchell doesn't box out, his athleticism can lead him to getting those rebounds. And it's like, Taj, you don't have that. (laughs) Not anymore. (laughs) Not anymore, for sure. So it's like, I don't know, man. But um, I will say, uh, you know, I I do hope Mitch is part of our future. I do think if Tom Thibodeau can get Joakim Noah Defensive Player of the Year award, Mitchell Robinson can a thousand percent get it. Um, So to me, I do hope that he's part of um, Mitch is part of our plans going forward. Um, Also, I did want us to give a shout out to Mike Woodson uh, going back to his alma mater to, to become their head coach. Um, Usually they like to do that after the season is over. I don't think I've ever seen this in the middle of a season. Um, Especially in a late push like this. Um, They let him go, yes. Right, right. That's what he was saying. um, uh, I always say swearing him in, but they weren't swearing him in. But when he was – Yes, his introduction. Thank you. He was saying how nice they were to do that because it just doesn't – it usually doesn't – something like this doesn't happen. Where it's like, hey, you better come get this shit now, bro. And it's like, uh, (laughs) I got to go, Knicks. And it's like, wait, what? Um, but it was very heartbreaking, mainly because for some strange reason, the NBA was trying to take, or not the NBA, the basketball gods were trying to take all of our coaches away from us in the course of a week. Um, (laughs) luckily, um, you know, Kenny Payne said no, Johnny Bryan, I believe was, was also the other one being coached said no. Um, but I will say that's the one thing that sucks about your team being good is the idea that other NBA teams are like, wait a minute, shit, if they could turn the Knicks over in just a year, shit, can he, can he do that with my team? And it's like, God damn it, no, leave him alone. Um, so hopefully we don't have to have that issue anymore. But I brought it up to you, CK2K, shout out to him, brought it up that um, 
the assistant coach for New Orleans, mm-hmm. um, has been a guru for Lonzo and his shooting ability, um, and Ingram. Um, so he was kind of alluding to if, you know, we go after Lonzo, we should definitely go after that assistant to replace Mike Woodson um, because of what he could do for RJ's shooting mechanics and Obi. Um, because like Clyde said today, Obi's problem isn't ability, it's confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and, if you, and if you ever watch Lonzo in years before shoot, that 100% wasn't ability, it was confidence. Um, it just seemed like he wasn't as confident taking these shots that he would religiously do in college um, in the pros. So, you know, look at him this year. <laughs> you know, yeah. look at him this year. He took a leap shooting like Randall took a leap in leadership um, for the Knicks in just the course of a year. And Ingram looks freaking amazing uh, also. So it's like this guy is good at what he does, or at least he's really good with, with Lonzo. Um, so to me, we said it before, we said the connection of bringing in a Kenny Payne, the, the connection is something we wanted for this team because it, it was something we thought could bring out the most in some of these players because their familiarity with them. Um, you know, if we do go after Lonzo, I, I do want us to have that mentality in mind also, but, uh, did you want to say anything about Mike Woodson? No, uh, I mean, aside from like, you know, I'm happy for him, and it was it was nice to have him back for a short bit. <laughs> um, but you know, look at this point, uh, I I trust the front office to go after whoever they want to help fill that void, because uh, obviously the guys they brought in have worked, and people want them. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just let that be the last time people want somebody from from us. Don't don't make that a habit. Yeah. We get time, you know, just it's too, too soon. Yeah, like, goodness, this is our first year, and people are like, let's take everything we can. Relax, goodness. All yeah. right, let's move on here, Joel. This is news that I'm not excited about, but I'm excited for you about. And that yeah. is the news of Godzilla vs. Kong director Adam Wingert to helm Thundercats yeah. movie for Warner Brothers. Um, and I only say I'm not excited because me and you have had this conversation a million times. You're Thundercats, I'm He Man. Yeah. <laughs> we I'm just very... go ahead. No, no, I, I'm very much Thundercat guy over He Man guy. I don't right. like original He Man, I don't like I'm excited for the cartoon. I'll be look forward to the movie, sure, but like I wasn't into that old cartoon again. I, I told you, I tell you this all the time. I don't like blonde people when I was a kid, it was weird, <laughs> especially here. That's blonde hair. But I like the He-Man movies, like the old 80s one. I used to watch that show all the time with uh, Dolph Lundgren. But, yeah, my know. only my only issue with Thundercats was I, my mom had the VHS for me of the He-Man cartoon. I think it was the movie, the animated movie that they did, or just a season. One of the two. So I was introduced to He-Man before I was Thundercats. So to me, I essentially saw Thundercats as just a lion version of what he-man was <laughs> so i was just kind of like i uh, prefer the lion version for sure which just... again not a problem <laughs> that's why i'm saying i'm happy for you because I, I know how much you love thundercats but to me that was the only reason why i never got into thundercats is because yeah. to me, i just kind of saw it as like exactly the same thing 
Um, yeah, they, they weren't, but but I see because it's the '80s. A lot of a lot of those '80s shows felt similar. <laughs> well, to me, I'll I'll even be honest. I'll I'll even be honest with you. Six or seven year old Jawan seeing a cartoon where a guy raises his sword from small to big and then gets stronger, and then <laughs> Thundercats go from small to big and he gets stronger. It's like I'm watching the same thing. Uh, well, I get it now that it's not, but I'm saying okay. me then. I 100% thought the, the mechanics of it was exactly the same. And I'm like, I, I, I can't give to both of these. <laughs> like, I was yeah. very much the guy I was just like, all right, I've enjoyed time with you, Pokemon. It's time for Digimon now. Like, I, I, I can't do both of them. Yeah, I can very much balance them both. That's why I have loved both DC and Marvel, because I can do that. <laughs> that might be the only thing I think I've ever been able to balance. It's just like, all right, I think I can... You don't have to shit on one to like the other. One hundred percent, and it's why and it's why I made sure that when I opened this, there was not one negative thing said about Thundercats. It was just me bigging mm-hmm. up um, how much I know you're excited. But anyway, enough for me. How excited yeah. are you for 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 this to to be actually happening? I'm very excited. I've wanted to see this for years, like a come to come to fruition because. You know, there there was a whole bunch of times where you know they've teased it, but we've never nothing's ever really been greenlit. Uh, and like we always thought about like, who would be cast as the Thundercats, and like I can't wait to do fan casting for it, and I can't wait to like we get some word on who actually is part of it. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm super excited for that because that's gonna be so like what the, what he has plans for it. Like he wants to do some type of like hybrid CGI version. Which I'm like, okay, I'm down for whatever the fuck you're talking about because I just want to see it happen. Uh, but uh, some hyper realistic CGI version of it, I'm cool with that as long as it doesn't look like cats. I think we're cool. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just I just want to see my guys in action and uh, and modernize it a little bit. Sure, cool, I'm kind of cool with that. I just can't, I just can't wait to see what it looks like at the end of it. You know, because um, I've been waiting forever for it, um, and it is not exactly like obviously He Man goes from like a normal dude to like this giant bodybuilder mm-hmm. uh lionel doesn't change when he does the sword it's yeah, only in the beginning yeah it's just a sword that goes from like like a dagger to a sword mm-hmm. uh it only in the beginning is that he's a kid and then becomes an adult i forget how why i think i forget <laughs> it's been a while but yeah it's you know series. what it also was joel uh lionel's villain looks just like uh what's his name uh, yes Looks just like uh, Skeletor. One's a mummy, one's a skeleton, but yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I'm just saying there were there were some similarities uh, for, for sure. But let me yeah. ask you, what's more important to you, um, casting or the visuals? I mean, both, obviously. <laughs> but the movie well, has to, obviously. Only reason uh, I ask is I we've seen a lot of movies that maybe had good visuals, but didn't have a great cast, but the visuals were strong enough to carry it. Um, To me, my mindset for He-Man, I'll just, I'll give an example for He-Man. To me, when they casted Noah, to me, it's kind of like, it's a whatever casting. The visuals is what has to hit. Like me seeing him go from this scrawny kid to like this buff, like you said, bodybuilder, Right. It's very much a visual thing that that has to it has to work, and that's why for me I think it's gonna be harder to pull off He Man than it is Thundercats because <laughs> they I are what they are. They don't change their form. You know, I agree with you because I even go back to again. It was 
it was done as best as it could for the time. But I even go back to First Avenger, um, Captain America First Avenger. Oh, yeah. Look at how horrible it was to CGI Chris Evans to be this shorty. And then seeing him come out of that thing like this brolic, you know what I'm saying? Like crazy specimen of a man. It's like, yeah, I don't know if I could do a full movie of a guy looking like that. Or two. And that's the thing. uh, And this guy, Noah, Noah, not a big dude. I mean, he's getting bigger now because he's he's getting in shape. But even then, I don't know if he'll ever be as big as He-Man normally is. So it's like, how how are you gonna pull? Out? Are you gonna be blonde too? Like that's another question. Because like again, I, I I had issues as a kid, but of course, he man is not. You know, it's a blonde character. Is he gonna be blonde? Yeah, to me, I I wouldn't have an issue. I would actually prefer it if they change it and just make it to where he's always he man. Um, I, I, go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry. No, I agree with you. Like that's kind of how the old old movie did it too. Right. To me, it's just it's the easier thing to do. And to me, honestly, I don't know many diehard He-Man fans. They're like, no, I want to see the transformation. Like, dude. maybe the first time, just like Captain America, and then just go back. <laughs> I mean, no. To me, I would like it if you know they do it the first time, and then you know throughout the movie they find a way that he can stay as He-Man. Right. Right. Um, not that's what. I- Right, yeah, and he decides, like, you know what? I want to stay like this. Like, I don't, I don't want to be the scrawny guy anymore. I am he, like, yeah, just like Captain America. Like, that's this is who I am now. Yep. Um, that to me, that's just the best way to do it. Uh, to me, don't make me continue to go through seeing how horrible that scrawny thing looks. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, Thundercats is very much heavily going to be visual. I, I honestly, to me, movies like this movies that are comic centric cartoon centric i don't need the strongest of actors i need your visuals to hit and i can live with the acting um it's why again i I speak so highly of the first transformers you did and you know me joel we came out of venom going you did enough things right for me not to care about how glaringly bad everything else was um So to me, it's very much like if you can give me really good visuals, but the acting isn't, you know, like Oscar worthy, I get 100 percent live with that every day of the week. You just have to do certain things right. That mm-hmm. will appease me and yeah. get no complaints out of me. I don't need bad one, like acting. Like, I don't I don't I, I can live with mediocre acting I want, as long as everything looks fine. <laughs> but like yeah. Bad is like I don't, and I'm not very picky either. So like it's hard for like for me to like, hey, that was terrible. But like sometimes it's obvious, and you know it's not common because it's just it's just so rare for someone to be that bad at their job. (laughs) (laughs) But um, you could definitely cover it up, especially if it's mediocre, uh, just with visuals and good timing, and just just say your lines right. You know, that's it. And He-Man is very much, uh, and I'll even say Thundercats, aren't, to me, to me, and uh, please, you know, jump in if you disagree. I don't consider them strong, strong stories. I consider them as strong visuals. Um, Like, that's really what people, uh, you know, hang their fandom on, is how great of visuals those, those two cartoons were. No one, I don't think I've ever met someone that's like, Yo, did you see that story of, of Thundercats yesterday, bro? Like, that shit was dope. Like, no. I see people like, bro, that sword? That sword was crazy in that battle last night. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, 
I don't yeah. need the greatest of stories. Like to me, that's a difference between Thundercats and He-Man and Gargoyles. Like I need my Gargoyles to have a good story because it's story driven. Um, but Thundercats and He-Man, nah, just give me visuals. Yeah, I mean, it, it obviously you need a good story if you want a good movie. Right. Sure. <laughs> but, I, I'm not. I'm not alluding to I want a bad story. I'm just saying it's not one of those things that's like. If the story happens to be somewhat me, perfect example. I believe you'll agree with me. Venom was not the strongest of stories that they could have come up with. No, but it all. was the right amount of mediocre, mm-hmm. and it had it had so many like she Venom, like um you know the Carnage tease at the end. Like it had a lot of nods. Jameson's son <laughs> being the astronaut. It had a lot of nods to me that were like this. Venom. Kind of Venom himself was really a big reason why I enjoyed it because the dynamic between him and Eddie, the look of Venom with just without the spider <laughs> on his chest, right. uh, it still looked great, you know. Yeah, so to me, it hit all the right nods for me enough to be good, even though it was right. definitely not a strong story. So that's no, that's not at all. Yeah, 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 and that's why I'm look. I'm hoping I can't wait to to, to for them to start moving along so we can get some casting news because that's exciting, you know. Yep. Fingers crossed uh, the year uh, the year doesn't end without it. Yeah, hopefully that it's it's it moves along quickly and it doesn't fall into where he man is at right now. <laughs> Which is pretty much nowhere. Limbo. Uh, yeah. Why Noah was free to be Adam Smasher. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but all right, we can get, we can actually go into that. Speaking of which, we have an official date for yeah. Black Adam. I will tell you this, Joel. I mm-hmm. was very disappointed. And how much they built up, uh, what the surprise was for a date. Um, yeah, because here's my thing, I I'm I'm very realistic with this. All I wanted to see Joel was them announce it, and then you know how he was he was on like all the jumbotrons or whatever all over New York or whatever. Yeah, I wanted a suit reveal. <laughs> me too. Like Joel, me and you have said this for forever. He already has been in that suit. They're about they to start filming. So it's like <laughs> you perfected the suit. So why can't I see him in the suit? Yeah, I don't know what's taking so long. So I was a little disappointed because I'm like, all right, great. We knew the movie was was going to come out. Like, sure, the date to have the date for, for guys like me and you, that does mean something. But to me, they built it up like I was about to see something. And it was just like, yeah. no, here's your date. It was like, me. you could have just put that uh, in Instagram post. I was disappointed because I was like, damn it. Like, I'm happy that we got a date because it was just kind of hanging around there. But I wish we saw something <laughs> new, you know what I mean? Official, aside from concept art. Like, we're still stuck there. Because to me, it, it doesn't take much to, to wet our whistle when it comes to stuff like this. But no. to do all that and then just go, here's oh. when it comes out. It's like, that could have just been an Instagram post, bro. Yeah, no but it, he did it in New York. It was like, oh, they're trying to show off. But look, dude, without the costume, it was just a date reveal. What <laughs> like, I'm saying, that's like that's... <laughs> had a date before. You just ended up moving because of the pandemic. That's like nothing really new. <laughs> that's Man. like someone. That's like someone going through a whole gender reveal party, right? And then yeah. everyone's like, oh, I can't wait to see what the gender of the of the baby's gonna be. Yeah, and no. All the, it is, and all it is is the people going, We've decided we want to start trying to have a kid. Wait, what? Yeah. 
or, or or the date when the baby is gonna be born. Like, oh, <laughs> right. what the fuck? The fuck I need it's that? Like, it's like, well, is it a boy or a girl? Oh, we don't know yet. We just know that it's it's coming at some point. It's like, well, duh, <laughs> we knew that. <laughs> what is it gonna be? Um, yeah, no, that's just a little frustrating. But again, me and Joel are very much interested in knowing specific dates that we can hold people to. Um, so it wasn't like it was a waste of time. It just was a little disappointing. Right. Like I do. I track that the dates and I have a whole fucking little thing I made. So it's fun to like, insert the new date. And it's the same month as Black Panther 2. <gasps> Ooh, a lot of black going on around these parts. Yeah. Black Panther 2, I believe, is the, the ninth. You know what going on? Point. I actually, hmm? I can't, to me... Like when someone brought this up, Joel, and it didn't even because you know my mind's just on so much, it didn't even like register with me when someone was like, Oh yeah, Aquaman comes out next year. And I'm yeah, like, I've legit a- heard nothing from James Wan about Aquaman too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, that's probably going to change. And the fact that it's December, they might push it um a few months. And and then I thought just now when you said it. Black Panther 2 is supposed to come out next year. And I've yeah. also heard nothing about when yeah. they're starting, you know, anything really. Right. Just right. People are going, it's going to be hard to do it without Chadwick. It's like, no, we know that. But like, what are you going to do? Yeah. What's the plan here? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, and again, me and you are very much of the mindset of we know they're not going to tell us anything. That's fine. That's not what me and Joel are asking for. Me and Joel are asking for what are you doing? Like you haven't said when filming begins so we can look for people to get us, you know, information secondhand. Like we've just heard nothing besides everyone just saying it's going to be really hard. No, we get that, but when are you starting? (laughs) Like, you know, so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that just, that just dawned on me. Hopefully we get news this year, you know, at some point this year, they got to start filming soon if they want to make that date. So. That's what I'm saying. And we know Marvel, uh, you know, even even in COVID to not really um, push off uh, filming dates. So it's like, you know, we get something. But um, all right, let's move on. Uh, let's talk Suicide Squad trailer. Tia was pissed at me, bro. She um, she texts me and she's like, what did you think of the Suicide Squad trailer? I was just like, I don't know what it was, but it just it it didn't move me the way that I thought it was going to. I don't think it was bad at all. Um, oh. Still really excited for it. I just I, I don't know. I don't know what maybe I was expect I was expecting, mm-hmm. um, but it just it it really honestly didn't move me. Um, oh, it moved everything in my core. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? And I, I'm gonna tell you exactly like I told Tia. That warms my heart. I love to hear that because no, you don't. no I honestly do <laughs> because not fuck about how we feel. I you, just, do. you don't you didn't like it as much as you wanted to like it. Now no. you can't explain it. I'd love to understand it, but you know let me it, tell it you why. Let me tell you why I enjoy when you guys enjoy things that I maybe did not. It's because you look at it differently than me in a way that maybe could could spark my interest more like you could come out and go Juwan did you even know that blah 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 was in blah 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 and it's oh shit no I didn't even know that like, okay all right let me look into that I'm excited now so to me that's why like I made that, sure I'm not saying oh, go ahead I'm what, sorry. I want to know what it is that, that did not spark your interest 
No, 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 no. It, it just, it, I won't say it didn't spark my interest. It just didn't, it didn't like, you know, trailers are huge for me because it's make or break. Like trailers to me, I could see it and then go, I need this movie now. So this or broke. It. Say it again. So this, this was broken for you. It, it just, it, it was one of those things where it was just like, I don't know, the, the, your I expectations said, compared to what you saw. So what was different? I don't know. Like, all right. Yeah, what it comes down to, it's like, what did you expect and what you got? And you're like, well, that didn't hit the way I wanted to. So what were you expecting? That's, that's why I said, that's what confuses me. I don't know. It just, it was one of those things where it's like, I've been waiting for this trailer for so long. I guess I was just maybe expecting more and more sometimes is something that you can only grasp when you see it. Um, I want to know what more, what, like what you want to see the movie at this point? (laughs) Yes. I mean, for being (laughs) honest. Yeah. Um, But no, I mean, I, I, I did enjoy the King shark. That was, that was, I told you before that was going to be something um, that I looked out for because I very much thought that, they were doing King Shark kind of how the Harley Quinn show was doing King Shark. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was very much looking forward to the idea of him being this, this buffoon. Um, so I, I love that. I didn't know till you told me that it was uh, Sylvester Stallone as the voice. Mm-hmm. Um, so that excited me for sure. Uh, the gore, I think, is what's going to really, is what's really going to, excuse me, carry this for me. Um I also really did like the uh, the exchange on the roof of all the things you could do that will end up them killing you. Yeah. Harley's like personalized license plates. <laughs> and I'm like, I really did. I can't wait to see that specifically. Like that looks like a lot of fun. Um, but overall, I'm still really excited for this movie. Uh, I can't wait to see it. But I, I would definitely say the standout for me of this trailer was uh, probably the the reveal of Starro. Yeah. <laughs> That was good. We needed um, that. And and it was the idea of him just going, we got a freaking kaiju. Mm-hmm. Um, like that was just that was awesome. Um, so my 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 biggest thing of this movie is this movie being A plus for me, Joel, as long mm-hmm. as I and we can assume that we will, as long as I see a whole bunch of minions with, with a starfish on their face. That's I all. mean, we were we've seen it in the back in the set pictures like the the fucking starfish on some of the soldiers and shit you know someone brought this up and i wanted to know if you thought it was true someone said that Zack snyder's movie had a mechanical version of starro and that's what was sucking on the atlantean's face do you buy that i remember seeing that scene (laughs) but i wouldn't call it a starro okay no because it 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 looked like it it just obviously was more mechanical Yeah, it was. Um, but I mean, Zach never came out and said that that was the motivation or what he was trying to do. But someone had said it uh, yesterday. I was just kind of like, I never really yeah. thought like that. Okay, you know me neither. I mean? I mean, it looked like a, it was interesting looking for sure. <laughs> and uh, I just also thought the idea of how it attached to the face. Yeah, um, it did. like all right, you know, there's obviously the similarities there, so I could get how someone you know deduced that. Sure. Um, but right. you. Uh, I want to hear it, man. I want to. I want to hear uh, what you loved about this trailer. I love everything from like the very beginning of this trailer, the banter in the beginning, the seeing them interact with each other. That I just did not expect to like it as much as I think I did. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I maybe that's why I liked it so much because I was just like I just enjoyed everything, everything <laughs> about this trailer. Um, so it's like seeing Harley yeah, again. Uh, what, the, what you know, like we've seen her in like other snip pictures and like behind the scenes and shit. So we get to see them like all of them again uh, in action in their scenes and like I just I just felt cool like uh it's it's take it's gonna take me a while to get used to like them using bloodshot I mean uh yeah but uh why you know uh I don't understand why they ended up going with that character of all the characters in the DC universe but fine whatever um I really can't wait to see how what John Cena does as uh as a peacemaker because that looks hysterical um it's, it's, I'm watching it right now because like, I'm watching like, the trailer. Because I just, I, I'm just, it's just, it's so funny. It's just, you know, it, it entertained me. It made me laugh. The obviously gonna be bloody and gory, and I had nice to see some of the characters back from the original movie. Uh, and it's fun to like try to figure out like who might make it, who might not. Kind of scary actually, because there's certain characters you kind of, you know, you, you go into a movie, you like, you know, you don't want certain people to die, so you don't want to be upset. But that's why I said don't get too attached. So. To I me, any expectation. To me, when they say don't get attached, to me, um, I I want to see James Gunn really go for it. Um, I well, <laughs> I want to see big names. Like, all right, so me and you theorize about this after um, the fandom. So it looks like one one team gets led by Rick Flag, fails, yeah. and then it leads them to the team that we saw on that bus. Yes. Um, so uh, there's probably like a million deaths in the first, like literally the first right. half of this movie. Right. Um, but to me, to actually showcase, like, you know, don't get too attached. Obviously, we know Harley Quinn safe. So that's just stupid. And I, I bet dollars to donuts, Peacemaker, uh, Peacemaker is safe. Peacemaker, probably, yeah. Right. Now, the one that would really have people like, whoa, whoa, what? Idris Elba. If Idris Elba is the one of the ones to die, regardless of how he dies, whether it's to save the, the team, whatever. Yeah. Um, that would be the one to really have jaws drop. And to me, I think it's a move James Gunn will do because I find it hard to believe that if Will Smith is available come the sequel to this, yeah. um, that James Gunn doesn't bring him back. I don't know how you get two alphas like Idris Elba and Will Smith to kind of co-star um, because obviously you look at this and you're like well he's definitely alongside Margot is like the headliner of, right. of this movie um, so to me once they made it known that he wasn't going to replace Will Smith as Deadshot and they were going to you know, make him someone else it right. was like okay well then I want to see that be what's expendable because to me, yeah. me right now everybody on that team that's not Margot Robbie Joel Kinnaman and John Cena, me and you could a hundred percent see them killing off. So that wouldn't shock us. Yeah, I want I also don't I also don't want to lose King Shark. (laughs) Oh no, 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 no. I I don't either. I mainly don't want to okay. So realistically, I don't want to lose Captain Boomerang, so he's in the actual franchise he belongs in. And I don't want to lose King Shark because I'll tell you right now, King Shark versus Aquaman is a money maker in the making. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like I want to see that. So you know, don't don't kill him off. Yeah, I would love to see King Shark. Uh, definitely want to see Captain Boomerang survive too, because he's just like that. He's basically, I'm gonna call him basically the Hawkeye of the Suicide Squad. He's not gonna die. You want him to die? <laughs> it seems worth it, but he, he's not going to. 
he should be that guy that people want to see die, but just because you want to see him die, he won't. <laughs> you I will never understand why people want to see Hawkeye die. And you know what's so crazy? People will tell you, man, I really hate Hawkeye, but I love that Black Widow. What is the difference? I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Dickheads, that's what I say. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I hopefully, because he's part of that first unit, so we'll see how that works out. <laughs> yeah, he is part of the first unit for sure. Fuck. <laughs> um, I mean, look, it's also very possible, Joel, that maybe maybe some of them don't die. Maybe some of them get corrupted by Starro. Um, yeah, and they have to kind of take them on. I just, to me, it's just one of those things to where it's like, you got to really you know you're you're pushing this you know don't get too attached and it's like you got to really sell it and the only way to really sell it is Idris Elba's the name that's that's got to go got to go um so you know I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it you know um and honestly this movie leads us into the game next year so uh, you know I'm really excited for that too I am too you know I really that game looks fun now that was a trailer that I was I fell in love with. <laughs> that Suicide Squad trailer I, I I loved. Yes, that was a fun trailer. I like that trailer a lot. I can't wait to see how it plays because obviously we didn't get any gameplay right. footage. I would really look forward to seeing. Uh, I'm hearing there's some troubles with that game too. So, like that's not true. Like them not not sure if they like the final product of it. It's it's well, kind of why they pushed it so far. Um, because remember, we saw this last August. It yeah, but it, always, this year. but it was always supposed to come out in 2022, uh, 2022, yeah, right. Got Gotham Knights is the one that got moved, right? I, I again, I, I hope it's not true because I really love this trailer and I can only imagine how well the gameplay is. I mean, the first thing me and you said was you ended the trailer with them with Superman popping up. And it's like, yeah. how the hell am I supposed to fight Superman with these guys? Yeah, it's called what? Kill, it's called Suicide Squad Kill Justice or some shit. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Insane. Yeah, I, I'm definitely skipping that level when it comes to Batman. You will not have me do that shit. Uh, but all right, me and you are both really excited for Suicide Squad. Um, they did some really cool things in this trailer for sure, but the Starro definitely stood out to me the most for sure. Yep. I wonder if we'll ever get the main three from that show, that comic book. Because like we've gotten Deadshot in the last movie and Captain Boomerang, and we'll get at least Captain Boomerang back in this one. <laughs> um, well, it seems like they don't ever want to use Bronze Tiger for some reason in this thing. Um, so I'll tell you what, Joel. I find it very hard to believe that. And again, it's another reason why you should really kind of hope that Idris Elba's character bites the bullet. It seems as though there's a black quota that they have to meet for these teams. Um, <laughs> so, you know, if we'll not it, using the main one, it bothers me. So but that's much. what I was going to say. It's very yeah. possible maybe Arms Tiger is using the next one. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you can't have two black guys. Only one. <laughs> yeah, only one. They'll never allow two. But to me, it's like Bronze Tiger is always a possibility. So James James Gunn comes out and says, I have no interest in Bronze Tiger. <laughs> Why did you guys leave Bronze Tiger out? Like we know, uh, he originally wanted to use Deadshot, <clears throat> um, but that was the whole purpose of his story originally. Yeah, the main story, but he wrote this basically for Idris Elba. But like you know, I, I guess at the end of the day, they're like we want to still use Will, and we don't want to kill off Deadshot without Will. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So make him a new character altogether. 
right, mean, so. No, remember, this is the same universe that wanted to green light a Deadshot movie. True. Yeah. So it's like they obviously really, 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 really want Will. So that's the guy we'd never have to worry about dying. Um, but that's also another character that I'm kind of just like, God damn it, I wanted to see him in a Batman movie. You know what I'm saying? I want to see him versus, uh, or the, at least the Suicide Squad versus Deathstroke too. Like we talked about that. That would be cool too. We talked about that at nauseum. <laughs> I told you that's what I wanted more than anything. Because I'm like, to me, they're making Rick Flag Amanda Waller's uh, second in command, which again is completely fine. But to me, I want that to be Slade. That was Slade the comics for for a long time. I'm about uh, to say uh, that's very also accurate. That's that's who he was. Rick Flag has always been second in command. Right, but and was I, Slade but, second in command? Never. <clears throat> really? At least, yeah, no. It was always Deadshot or Rick Flag. I, I could have sworn it was this run where um, Slade was kind of like the the leader of the of the group, but only to kind of keep an eye on on the team. To so, make sure that they, in the New 52, there was a moment where they fought against him, and then he like they recruited him, and he wasn't really technically like he didn't have a bomb in his head. Just, he was just basically being paid. Right. I, I thought Amanda Waller. Okay. I, 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 again, you know, you know me. I remember things wrong all the time. So I, I just, I, I thought that was Amanda Waller's. I know historically, it's always been um, Rick Flag. I just thought there was a run where Slade was her her trusted guy on the inside. Yeah. And that was later New Fifty Two. Because after when the New Fifty Two came about, the Suicide Squad didn't even have Rick Flag. They like completely skipped him. It was just Deadshot and Harley. That's when they added Harley, Harley Quinn, and then they had Hickok. Morning. Yeah, that I was, will say Spring Shark. That was all. I will. Say, there's never been a comic book run more divided in my heart than the New Fifty Two. It's just like, God damn, you guys do shit that I hate and love so much. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's what it's all about. They they did some weird shit, but they also did a lot of good shit. <laughs> Joel's just like, do good shit. I can ignore the bad shit. Just do some yeah. good. There, there, there's no such thing. There's, there's always going to be something that you don't like. You know? Like Rebirth did a lot of good shit, but they had some weird shit throughout it. <laughs> All right. Now, now we have Infinite Frontier. Let's see how that goes. So far, I like it, but it's just starting. Yeah, the, the Star Wars book is really not like it at all. Um, but all right, let's move on. Speaking of Star Wars, Joel, um, we got some confirmations on Obi Wan's show, yeah. Um, and those confirmations are, yeah, we have a cast of Moses yeah. Ingram, Joel Edgerton, Bonnie Pisces, I think, Kumail Johnny, okay. Kamal, say it again, Kamal. It's not Kamal, Kamal, okay, Kamal and then Johnny. Uh, Adira Varma, Rupert Friend, O'Shea Jackson Jr. God, that man finds work. Uh, Sung Kang, Simone Kessel, and Benny Safty. Uh, yeah. Moses Ingram tweeted out that she gets to play with lightsabers. I said awesome. this before she, uh, before she tweeted this out. I had immediately tweeted to AJ. There's Inquisitors in this cast that was announced. And if I had to bet money it'd be ingram and varma are uh two inquisitors 
Um, Rupert would be a really interesting one, but he has that smuggler face. Like he's he could be a character kind of like how um, Benicio <clears throat> del Toro was. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, oh my God, Joel, there was a whole Reddit thread I was a part of that was like, yo, Benicio del Toro is like one of Vader's inquisitors would be so not Vader. I'm sorry. One of Kylo, uh, one of Kylo's inquisitors would be so dope. Um, Cause we had this whole theory of like Snoke didn't trust Kylo. So like he had this, this Sith Lord in like the wings to replace Kylo. Um, and we were like, that's, you know, cause you don't bring Benicio del Toro in to do something stupid. And sure enough, it brought Benicio Del Toro in to do some stupid shit. So um, that was one of the that was one of the times where I was just like, at some point I'll stop theorizing. Like at some point I'll just get tired of being wrong. I mean, I, I haven't hit that moment yet, but oh. goddamn, did Wandavision try me? Um, Stubborn. But, <laughs> <laughs> hey, till I die, Joel. But anyway, uh, we got some more news with that. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi show will be set 10 years after Revenge of the Sith and sees return of Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader. Filming begins in April. Also, Joel Edgerton and Bonnie will reprise their roles as Owen and Baru from Revenge of the Sith. So essentially, they're the, uh, they're the uh, adopted parents of Luke. Yeah, I remember. Um, they get burnt to crisp. Uh, uh, yes, a thousand percent. Like, <laughs> super burnt to crisp. Um, this really excites me. My biggest thing that I want from this show, I want Inquisitors, I want Vader, and I want Cody. If I, I, want, get... I want answers. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> who are these people? <laughs> um, I don't know. To me, I'd be really disappointed because to me, if this is only 10 years after Revenge of the Sith, Vader very much did have Inquisitors. I mean, we've just seen it <laughs> in Rebels. Okay, but they're not all fucking inquisitors. That's one I want to know who, who is and who is it and who if they are, who are they? <laughs> well, to me, I'm looking. Like who the fuck is Camille Nunchani playing? Who the fuck is O'Shea? I Jackson? can almost Who's guarantee you Camille, That's crazy. Camille is probably a thousand percent either <clears throat> one of those um weird looking aliens that will be like comedy relief or like a droid. That'll be somewhat like remember how um what's his name was for um uh what was Rogue One? Yes. I think I think he probably would be like a comedy relief like that if I had to bet money. Okay. Um, so two of them we can cross off because we just said they're they're Luke's adopted parents. So two of them oh. we can cross off. Clearly Obi-Wan and Invader we can cross off. So that's four we know, Joel. So the rest the rest we have to wait and see. Yeah, and then you know, young Luke, I'm assuming too, probably. Then, um, yes, hmm. yes, yes, I'm trying to think so, because to me, you be, can have you can have the parents and us not see Luke because I think true. the whole point was for Obi Wan to have never come in contact with Luke till the moment he actually has to. Um, so it's possible that we just no. see them. He knew him. What do you mean? He knew old, 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 old Ben. <laughs> no, I know, but I, I'm saying this. This is, I'm saying, because the parents are there doesn't mean we have to see Luke because we know that's that's a that's a can that was kicked down the road. I'm saying it could just be that they're a cameo 
for just one episode of him just kind of, you know, because to me, it's the last time we saw Obi-Wan, he had okay. sworn to look over Luke. So to me, it's like you can't bring the show back and not kind of answer. Has he still been looking over Luke? Um, so I'm like, he could just be talking to them to kind of just making sure Luke's okay. How's he doing? Right. Um, I, I'm not disagreeing with any of that. I'm just saying we could also see young Luke. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think that I don't think they've never met before. No, 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 no. I'm agreeing with what you say, and what you said was accurate. They knew each other later, is what I'm saying. How do we know that? That they met each other later? We know that we only know that that they that he knew him earlier, uh, prior to ever seeing him in, in originally in New Hope. Um, but we they've had some history, not probably don't hang out a lot. He's probably some like they probably probably looks at him as some old weirdo. <laughs> yeah, in the desert. yeah, that's but what he knows. Him. That's all I'm trying to say. We don't know when they fucking interacted in between. No, in the comics, it did say it was it was like you're saying it was an older Obi Wan. Um, so it was it was probably around Rebels. Remember in Rebels when we saw Luke again? Uh, not Luke, Obi Wan again. Yeah, but Luke's gonna be ten basically in this movie or this show, right? And like, how many years? Five years later? Because how old is Luke when he when he runs into Obi Wan? I mean, not uh, in New Hope. God, Luke was maybe late teens, early 20s. Definitely teens. Definitely not 20s. He was probably like 16 or something like that. 17. Okay. Yeah, I, I can give you that. Sure. Yeah, I can give you that. Okay. All right. Not that well, far. We're not Only far. a couple years later. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm down. Uh, to me, it's just one of those things where it's like... Um, <laughs> Not saying he needs to be like young Bruce in fucking Gotham. No, I don't need any of that bullshit again. Oh I'm god, just... no, we don't ever need anything like that shit. No, um, a cameo like the, just the parent, like the parents wouldn't be crazy. I just want to see how you pull off um, Vader. I mean, you're telling me Hayden Christensen's back is Vader. Um, yeah, <laughs> I want to see how you try to make that man ugly. <laughs> well, you don't. When do we see his face again? Do we really need to? That's another thing. Unless it's like flashbacks or like mind games type bullshit. Well, I'm hearing. I'm hearing we will get flashbacks, but um, we gotta also remember Anakin's face is burnt. It's not like deformed, so it's like he can have moments where he has the the mask off and we see the face. Um, yeah. It it'll just be weird because it's like what I don't want is there to be a moment where he kind of like takes off the helmet and we kind of hear and we kind of hear him is Anakin again. Um, don't, 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 do that. <laughs> don't do that. I only want to hear Vader is Vader. Don't, don't, don't do some stupid shit like that. You don't need him taking his mask off. <laughs> I personally don't need him taking his mask off ever. If I'm being a hundred percent honest with you. Yeah. That's um, why I don't know if I, unless it's a go, of course, like you said, flashbacks or, like you said, it, they have some type of mental battle or whatever the fuck. Yeah. I will also say shout out to my boy Star Wars. Uh, uh, shout out to my boy Theory. He said he wanted this, and this is something I've always wanted to see because it is important to the story of Anakin. I want to see him rip, ripping through the Jedi Council um, at, the, uh, at the end of Revenge of the Sith. We've never seen it. We've never seen it. It's only talked about, and we saw the the little hologram. I don't need to see him killing kids, but I do want to see how he ripped through an entire order of Jedi masters, uh, or just plain Jedi. Um, so I'm like, I hope we do get like a flashback of that. That'd be really, really, really cool uh, to see him do that. 
Um, but I'm excited for the show. I'm really disappointed we didn't see the actor who um who we just saw as uh Boba Fett mm-hmm. um casted in this because I really wanted to see Trooper. Uh uh Tamara Morrison, whatever. Yeah, I wanted to see Cody. Because to me, that's adding insult to injury. To where like you see Anakin and Cody just chilling, like fuck you, Obi. And it's like, God damn, I love both of y'all. Why'd y'all do this? Um, so I would have liked to have seen that, but you know. Who knows? But uh, anyway, because uh, I was hearing rumors that we could see the um, the Inquisitors and Cody lead a um, lead a yeah. mission to go kill Obi Wan. I heard about the Cody thing too. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, this this doesn't mean it's the end. You know, when they could be surprised. Oh, for sure, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So hopefully, it's it's that. But again, not putting too much faith in that. Um, my only faith is in the Inquisitors. So hopefully, I get that. Um, all right. Anything else you want to add about that? Not much. I mean, I, I look forward to it. That's one of the things I've always wanted to see from Star Wars was that moment in between. <laughs> so I'm really excited for it. Absolutely. All right. So I mentioned before we do have a updated lineup for 2022. The Batman yeah. and uh the Batman March 4th, Black Adam July 29th. Flash oh. November fourth, excuse me, and Aquaman December sixteenth. We have uh, also new casting in, uh, in Black Adam. We didn't go over last week. I'm assuming. Oh, go ahead. No, drop it. Go ahead. You don't remember? No, 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 no. I'm saying since you brought it up, go ahead and go ahead and intro it. Oh, oh, they finally casted Doctor Fate, and we will be getting Pierce Brosnan will be playing the Doctor Fate Kent Nelson. So yay, that's awesome. Me and you spoke on. We do hope that we see the passing of the torch. Um, Eventually, yes. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, if you're gonna go with Ken, that's, I'm not. I'm not complaining about <laughs> Pierce Brosnan. I, mean, I, I don't think you get any better in casting. Um, but I, I do hope when when I saw that, the first thing I honestly thought, Joel, was that's the same treatment I hope we get for Dick Ryder. Um, and Richard Ryder. <laughs> yeah. I, I, sorry. Be Richard careful Ryder. how you how you yeah. say that. <laughs> there are inappropriate people that will listen and go, "Whoa, what did I just tune into?" No. Yeah. Uh, There's a reason Ryder. they don't call him Dick Ryder. Yes. <laughs> they don't call him Dick Ryder, but Richard uh, Dick is short for Richard, uh, and that's more so what I was speaking to. But anyway, um, I because to me, me and you said we don't need a lot of him going forward. We do want to have him have a shining moment, but ultimately pass the torch, like almost Eventually. immediately. Yeah, like I don't need numerous Richard Ryder movies. I, I one is sufficient enough for me. Um, I would prefer the movie to be about the kid that he's passing it on to. Um, so I'm I very much look at this. Yes, so I very much look at this as him getting his introduction. Then I would like an actual movie for him but that movie not being about him being about the person he he eventually will will pass it on to um because i assume that this team that they're building in this won't be what we see in black adam 2 <laughs> so now, it will depend on where this team goes period um right will, will the team get their own spinoff which i might quite possible yeah then of course uh yeah I could definitely see that happening. Uh, he is older, so if doc this Doctor Fate can easily—I mean, that's how it was recently in Justice League Dark. 
there was two Doctor Fates. There was the original, and then there's the new one, and they were basically helping each other. Like he's helping him transition into, and then of course the adventure takes over. Um, but like there were two because obviously there's actually been more. But really, if you're gonna go leave it now, it's definitely it's Kent the original, and then of course whatever I forget the new guy's name, but him. <laughs> so yeah, we'll get there. That's all I'm asking for. Um, but yeah, no, this is that was an amazing casting in the same week that they casted um uh Helen Mirren as the main yeah. for Shazam too. Yes, as uh some I forget the name, Hesper or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, it's weird because we don't it's not a character from the comics that we recognize. It may be a character from uh ancient lore. Uh she's like one of the uh nymphs or the or, well, it's not just her. like three of them or whatever. Um, Jesus, if I could just remember. Ooh. So that's why there's... there's We have a mirror. She's going to play the older sister. And then the youngest sister... The youngest one was also casted not that long ago. Um, I forget her name, though. Um, Zegler, I think. That sounds, that sounds familiar. Um, anyway, there, there's there's going to be three sisters, so expect one more casting of the middle aged <laughs> one. Um, so they're gonna they're gonna be playing the villains. So we don't know in what, in what capacity, but um, her name is Hespera. That's her name. All right. So that's her. So her name's uh, her name is Hespera. So I don't know if they're all Hespera or they all have different names or how that's gonna play out. Um, they are the three nymphs who are the daughters of um, Titan. The, I mean, I'm sorry, the Titan Atlas. Uh, and so we're gonna see how or why they have an issue with Shazam. So we'll see where it goes. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. That's a great casting. Um, oh yeah, big one. I'm yeah, gonna... that's that's a huge casting for sure. Uh, speaking of castings, Joel, we got some castings for Hulu's Modok series. Yeah, we got John Hamm as Iron Man, Nathan Fillion as Wonder Man, Wonder Man, uh, Whoopi Goldberg as Pound Cakes. And Bill Hader as Ongar the Screamer. Nice. Because um, who the fuck is that? <laughs> exactly. That was my exact thoughts. This is great. John Hamm is someone that I always thought, besides my actual pick for who I wanted Iron Man to be, uh, would be a great Iron Man. 100% would be a great Iron Man. Um, to me, I've always imagined Iron Man, again, as the douchey kind of guy. And John Hamm could 100% pull off the douchey billionaire that's it before robert downey jr i didn't really have a specific you know idea of how tony should be played mm-hmm. again i again just like i had issues with blind people i had problems with people with mustaches and you know that point stash bothers me till this day <laughs> but now they give them more of a goatee but I, you know back in the day it was straight up mustache straight up uh, mustache. Straight point mustache. Stash or nothing brother yeah i'm like i'll just keep the helmet on i don't want to look at it um <laughs> It was weird. I had a weird tick when I was a kid, like mustaches and blonde people. I just uh, couldn't connect. It doesn't work for me. Um, <laughs> that, that automatically took out the Avengers because they were blonde and had mustaches. <laughs> you were just like, no way in hell am I doing yeah. that. None of them. Like the Cap was blonde. Thor was blonde. Tony had a, a porn stash. Hawkeye was blonde. Come on. Yep. It was, they were they were definitely already off. They were on my nah, fuck them list. <laughs> yeah, it was a hundred percent, literally, just like that's all we got for you guys. We're just we're stashing it out. Everybody's stashed, blonde and stashed. 
Yeah. Um, about him just it was Flash, and you know they never make him blonde in, in live action for some reason. Yeah, they actually don't. I, they kind of get away from it, really, honestly. All right. Um. So that cast sounds amazing. Obviously, joining um, Jesus, what's his name? Patton Oswalt. Yeah, he's gonna be Modoc. Right. Uh, and the trailer looked awesome for Modoc. I don't think we ever talked about it. Uh, yeah, it did look pretty good. So, not oh. bad. Uh, and Modoc is a very comical character, which is why I I was really confused when they were like, "Yeah, we're doing." Ant-Man and a Wasp in the whatever the hell it's called. And they were like, yeah, we're bringing in Kang. And I was just like, MODOK is literally like tailor-made for the kind of humor that Ant-Man has, has been catering to since that first movie. That's what I always thought they were building up to. I thought we were going to get some form of aim led by MODOK and Ant-Man and, and Wasp had to, you know, had to stop them. That's always what I imagined. Um, so if this if this trilogy ends with three and there's no Modoc, I, I will have figured that a wasted opportunity uh, to really bring in a purely humorous villain for for that franchise. Um, but yeah, so um, looking forward to that series coming out on Hulu for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on. We got some. Let's just get into it. We got some Falcon and Winter Soldier to go over, man. Let's get oh, into it. So exciting. <laughs> um, no, 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 because I, I again, uh, talking about it on Saturdays sometimes just is, is a little draining. Um, but you do it to yourself, you guys are fucking insane. <laughs> um, hey, man, hey. Um, but uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, the only true. I don't know. You know what it is, Joel. You ever see? You ever see? Like, I'm trying to find a, a perfect example you ever hang out with like three other friends or, or yeah three other friends right and then like the 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 one friend that's really like a lot of fun can't come around anymore because like you know you know he, he's doing stuff at home he's working or whatever so you hang out with your other two friends and it's just not the same it's not as fun like to me i look at this and i kind of go i really thought that I would enjoy Falcon and Bucky. And then it didn't hit me till this, this last episode of how much I think I miss Kat being in the mix of that, or just someone else being it. Like, I think when Sharon gets there, I think that'll be the buffer that I need for those two, but it, it is just, it is not doing it for me with these two. And I'm like, I don't know what it is. And then I'm, I'm going through the episode and I'm like, all right, like this is giving me some, you know, the stuff that I like. Like we saw, um, we saw some more of the flag smashers that I'm starting to believe will just be anti-heroes for this show. Mm. Um, we saw a power broker show up. Um, and I'm like, you know, I'm liking some of these Easter eggs that we're getting. Um, and then it 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 happened, Joel. <laughs> the moment of this show that made me go, ah, I almost threw up. I say this all the time. Me and you had this conversation. We we gave Supergirl credit when they introduced a transgender character, when they introduced their plot of, you know, how strong women are. We kept saying, we don't ever mind that. Like, it's a narrative that's needed. You just can't force it. Like, it, it has to be something that's just natural. You know, we say it all the time. Like, when you cast someone uh, as, you know, uh, 
you know, someone that's a straight character, but you cast someone who's actually gay. To okay. me and you, to me and you, that never matters. We just want it to become normalized so it's not a big deal when it happens. Like people aren't throwing parades. So I'm watching this, and when they come out of the house and they're arguing, and cops show up out of nowhere, it's just like, oh my God, this is not, this is so forced. And the cops just like, freeze. You okay, white gentleman? You all right? All right, this black man bother. Like, where the fuck did y'all come from? Who called you? Like, I don't know. It was just one of those things where it was just like, no one, no one calls the cops. Like, when was the last? I never look for cops. They find me. You know what I mean? Well, j- all right. So here's my question. Black neighborhood. They legit <laughs> they just walked out there. of the house, Joel, and they weren't yelling like a screaming match. They were just, you know, angrily talking at each other. Yeah. And then the cops just showed up. Like, what the fuck? Where did this come from? Like, where did you come from? Yeah. You just well, you could you could you could see the cop on the corner at the time when they were walking down the street. Really, I missed. Yeah. Okay, then then I take everything back. I didn't see that because I'm sitting there and I'm just like, where the fuck did this come from? Like, where did you yeah, come from? You could see him at the end of the street, like by the stop. I guess it was a stop sign or whatever. I don't know. Uh, I I completely missed. Thank you for that. Then I I completely missed That's it. That's all right. I gave you the the whole Shazam and the lightning bolt. You didn't see the lightning bolt, so I'm there for you, bro. I didn't see the lightning bolt. Why didn't I see the lightning bolt, Joe? You miss shit, Joan. I really do. I this either is why I yell at you sometimes for watching shit without me. I'm like, <laughs> no, that is fair. We we do usually watch things together, so you can kind of kind of guide me through life. Um, but no, I mean, to me, ultimately, this this was an okay episode. Um, I think what stood out to me the most was how clear it is that uh, U.S. agent a thousand percent has super soldier serum in him. Um, and it also speaks to the theory I gave you last week that I believe Ross is behind it all. Um, if you watch the end credits, uh, Ross's name is is shown uh, along with a quote. Um, and worth noting at the beginning, Shatterstar, I believe is his name. He mentions to um, Battlestar. Battlestar, sorry, Shatterstar is from I think Deadpool two. Transformers. What was the name of the guy that's uh, the lead in this new Mortal Kombat movie that was in Deadpool two? What was his name? Wasn't oh, it Shatterstar? I think it is Shatterstar. Yeah. Okay. So maybe that's what I was confusing with. Um, he mentions that you know, like, look at us. A few weeks ago, we were in you know. Uh, Chile uh, on a mission now look at us and to me what stood out to that was the last time we heard of a mission in South America in the MCU was when uh, Yablonsky was was made into abomination so I thought that was pretty interesting I was like hmm okay all right that is Ross I see you you're you're, you're still in the back of my head mm-hmm. um, so again ultimately enjoyed uh, enjoyed uh, parts of this episode for sure um the reveal of Zemo at the end was was really, really, really cool. Can't wait to mm-hmm. see. Um, ultimately, I just assume Zemo will be our main bad. Flag Smashers will, will prove to be anti-heroes. Um, I even said it to you. I don't know if you remember. I said this to you before when the trailer uh, came out that it looked like uh, when, like, there's this scene in the trailer where, like, there's a freighter and, and all that, and it's like Bucky and Falcon kind of, like, uh, shooting and running away from it. It looks mm-hmm. like Bucky is shielding Carly Morgenthau. Um, I, I think I brought that up to you when we were talking about the trailer when it first came out. And I was just like, hmm. That got officially confirmed, too. What? 
that she's Carly Morgenthau. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Yep. Um, I, I am still curious to see if this is a gender swap or if this is a legacy thing. Um, they haven't really gone into it yet, so I'm curious to see um, where they choose to go with it. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I really I really dug it. You know, I've dug all of it, so especially since the first episode. That fucking... Like they caught me right away this this show um but yeah again the show succeeds again um it's doing its thing uh right from the beginning like when when you get you get to see a little bit more from john walker because like right away everyone expected him to be the bad guy <laughs> and look at john in the comic books has been both a bad guy and a good guy so when people ask me is he bad i'm like he's been bad and he'll probably be used as an antagonist but i wouldn't say he's evil or anything you know what i mean his intentions uh, all right so yes to what you're saying his intentions aren't to be evil but he is one of those people that power will corrupt him into becoming i assume the u.s agent um so no it's not like he set out and was like yo f captain america i'm the new guy like that was no that wasn't his course no, and then the smart for him, you know, and then right away you get his back a little bit of his backstory. Uh and you know, he had Sally's good intentions, you know. They chose him to be and he just accepted it at this point. And that's really what it came down to. And it's like I guess his close friend is Hoskins, Lamar Hoskins, uh, who they gave even a nickname to. So and I guess that's his bucky, you know. Um at least in this because he's cap so he's going to be his bucky and in the comic books actually that's exactly what happened lamar hoskins was bucky <laughs> it was yep. weird yeah you can't give someone's actual name away it wasn't you know, it was <laughs> that's why i'm like bucky's not a moniker <laughs> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> <actual> <laughs> government name <laughs> it's his nickname but still like that's his actual that's from his real name <laughs> um but it's it's funny because like I did like both costumes, like even the the, the the new cap costume, even though it's very reminiscent of the US agent costume, except yeah. in red and blue instead of black and red. Um and of course um the Battlestar costume is more tactical, but still I mean reminiscent of the original Battlestar costume, just less colorful. Um, but still thought they pulled it off pretty good. Do they have powers like you were saying earlier? Possibly, because that's kind of that everything like, like you were saying about earlier about the power broker and it seems like it just seems like the, the flag smashers stole the vials from the power broker right right and use it on themselves um now the power broker could be working with the government like you said maybe ross right and maybe the, he's behind um the new captain america and all that extra shit because that's kind of what he wanted anyway you know he wanted a super soldier yeah. um and he probably did um you know they said they did say they did some work on not work on but they did some physical whatever on him and he like tested out you know greatly and you know then that's why he was chosen to be captain america maybe they didn't Jedi. you can't really tell that he has powers like in this in this episode he doesn't he doesn't do to me he doesn't do anything that super. i want to speak to that <laughs> because the reason why i thought he 100 percent had powers in this episode or, or super strength rather let me be specific um, was think about how strong the, the flag smashes are. When he first landed on the truck and kicked Carly, she kind mm-hmm. of flew back a little bit. That's not what you would expect of someone who has super strength, that someone who does not can do that. Um, so either they just overplayed it a little bit for, for you know, to, to make it a little bit more dramatic, 
or there was a little bit more to his strength than, you know, than they're letting on right now. So that's the only reason that's the only thing I'm going off of at this moment. I didn't. Um, I think he has some some serum up in that blood. She didn't fly enough back then for me to get to get that, you know, just to me she just flew back. It's whatever. I didn't really I didn't really think about it that way. Um it didn't seem like it was like excessive. That's why. Um and for neither of them, because if, if maybe he had um Lamar might have it too. So I don't know. It didn't seem like either one of them have it. An only super soldier. I don't think his friend has it. Because when he might, might not. The reason why I don't think his friend has it is, and again, it, it could be a swerve. I mean, literally the whole fucking series of WandaVision has fucked my head over with swerves and shit. But um, when they're <laughs> mentioning the super soldier serum, right? Kind of look at Walker, and Walker's kind of like, huh, yeah, I know what that is. But Hoskins is kind of like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> like, like, oh, okay, I, I don't know what that is. Um, you know, like he knows it, the idea of that that cat probably had it but he doesn't seem like he knows about it as in he has it uh walker kind of seemed like unresponsive to it as if he knows exactly what they're talking about because he's experimented with it um and to me it's like they're trying to duplicate cap and if you look at it when sam's like bucky i think asked him have you ever jumped on a live grenade and he's like yeah "Yeah, i actually have so to me, that then kind of feels like they were going through all the trials that Cap went through to mm-hmm. make the most authentic Cap. And what's the last thing that Cap got that made him an authentic Captain America? The super soldier serum. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if he doesn't have it now, it's very, very, very likely he has it later. But I, I think it's a what? possibility he has it now. All right. Well, I mean, either way, like he either has it now or it doesn't. Like, I don't know. To me, they didn't give me enough evidence to say that he does. Doesn't say he doesn't. That doesn't mean he doesn't have it. <laughs> um, to me, it just didn't. To me, he didn't do enough super stuff for me to say that he did. Uh, neither of them. Uh, but I know in the comic books, they both get their their super soldier strength or, or abilities from the power broker. So that's why for me, it's like maybe they follow the same path, and that's how they got their powers either already or right now or eventually they will. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Because um, maybe that at some point, if they don't have it, they that, that later on. Maybe they feel like they have to 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 have an even match with the the flag smashers or even Bucky and um, Sam. Um, so like, I don't know. We'll see where that goes. Um, but I do believe it's all connected at some point because I did the power broker has a, at least a very major role in um, a lot of the characters so far that they've shown. Even fucking um, what's it, Joaquin, <laughs> which is weird. Yeah. Though I don't. I don't expect them to do what they did in the comics. Well, I'm just saying he is power broker was also involved in that. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't put anything past them. It's, it's very possible. And I gave you credit actually, Joel, uh, Saturday, I said that you had brought up how cool it would be to see Bucky take on the moniker of nomad and maybe yes. want to do his own thing. So to me, it's like, if the whole purpose of this show is to make Falcon captain America, I kind of need then a Falcon. Um, like the moniker of Falcon, not like obviously he still has his wings. Right. Um, but to me, you know, and, and again, it could be the Patriot, the Patriot, uh, very well. And we did see the person, yeah, uh, who is the Patriot. We don't know if he will become the Patriot, correct? Um, but uh, what's his name's grandson? Um, yeah, yeah, yes. Um, so to me, I just need Falcon to have uh, a sidekick. I, wh- whoever you want the sidekick to be, I, I don't have a preference. That's, 
second time that the they never mentioned the character, but he's credited with the correct name in the credits. Like last time, they never say Joaquin's name. They say just whatever Colonel or Lieutenant or whatever the fuck he is, or Torres, right? Yep. Um, but then when you go through the credits, it says Joaquin Torres. Same thing with, with Eli. Um, you you know his name is I was that you know his father, his grandfather's name, whatever his name is Isaiah Bradley. Mm-hmm. So when you go through the credits, it says his name is Eli or Elijah. Um, and Brad. I said it Saturday. I'll say it again here. One of the things that I thought made Isaiah really special was he does not have any powers, um, yeah. which is why to me, ideally, he he would be the smartest choice to be Sam's. Um, what do you call it? Sidekick. Because it's the idea of you don't need powers to be a hero. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of would like the idea of seeing the two of them together. Um, the only hesitance I have is clearly the Patriot will be a new, a young Avenger. Um, right. So That's it's like. Probably, yes. Right. So if the young Avengers are a series, then it's like I don't need him in both. Um, but if right. it's a movie, you know, maybe he could dabble a little bit. But that's why my my mind is on Torres till it's proven that it's not. Um, because or we do know. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, like you were about to say, like Torres is the Falcon in the comics. <laughs> right, right. So to me, I think me and you 100% believe this kid will become the Patriot at some point and he will join the Young Avengers. Yeah. Um, but to well, me, Torres when is more like. Again, no? Say it again. I said we got to find out when he when he pops up again. Yeah. Because as far as we know, like you know, he didn't. He was on his Isaiah side. Like you know, need none of this shit. I don't know. Maybe you know they they, they we see Isaiah. I would love to see a flashback actually of Isaiah when he was crazy. I don't know if it's true or not. I was because I was looking at uh, and I know we can never really go by this, but I was looking at the credits to see uh, on God, what's that? IMDB. I was looking at yeah. it to see, um, you know, who they, who they were calling certain characters. And okay. when I looked on there, it said the guy who's playing Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Bradley uh, okay. is only in one episode. Really? That's that's what, again that, that that's not gospel. You know that that's not the you know sometimes people are able to get into IMDB and do whatever. Um, but it says only one episode says he's only credited for one episode so Carl Lumley, um, but, but yes that's Carl, uh, yes Carl Lumley. yes thank you um so if that's true then it does seem like this was more so just like getting them on the right track of knowing where to go to figure out like talking to him is what led Bucky to the the conclusion of like shit we got to go talk to Zemo okay so it's it's pot I'm just saying it's possible that that's that's all we all we'll see of him that doesn't mean that's all we'll see of him in the MCU, just poss- possibly for this series. So, who knows? Um, but it, it talk about a ball dropper if we don't get uh, the Patriot. Yeah, I mean, we probably won't get Patriot in this this show. But no, I no, mean, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, in like if they come out with a Young Avengers roster and Patriot's not part of it, that's what I'm speaking to. Yeah, not, as long as they, yeah, as long as they set it up, sure, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so overall, you enjoyed the show, right? I'm very much enjoying the show. 
Good. Yeah, the whole dynamic is interesting and like, oh, I gotta tell Sam, look, I know there was a, a black Captain America or at least Super Soldier years ago. <laughs> I would love to see that fight, bro. That'd be really cool. <laughs> I thought it was really weird when Sam got really upset, like, how could you not tell me? Bitch, why would I? <laughs> like, I'd understand if if uh, if Cap was mad at me, but why did I need to tell you? I, I don't need to tell you that. Yeah, um, yeah. That have, would that have made you not want to give up the shield? Like, what, what was the importance of me telling you that? Um, but I did like how Bucky was kind of just like, I didn't tell Cap. He kind of had enough shit going on. <laughs> like, the last thing you need Cap to find out when he's trying to readjust himself to the world is, hey, by the way, there was a black guy before you, and history kind of erased that. Like, Cap yeah. was so guilty. Yeah, well, here's another thing I found out because I thought it was I thought it was before uh, um, Steve, but apparently it wasn't. <laughs> it's after Steve, um, and um, and what happened was it was I think um, what was it like a hundred, hundred people, hundred black guys from like Mississippi, and only a couple of them worked on a couple of them, not all of them, and then but unfortunately only like one survived, and that's what ended up being Isaiah, and Isaiah was the main subject the whole i mean the rest of the way through and then he became that bird you know the main i compared it, I compared it to the tuskegee uh if, if you know about mm-hmm. the tuskegees uh, and how they used to be experimented on mm-hmm. i compared it to that um but i thought it was before like i i thought the whole did, thing was the first original captain america that history forgot about i thought so too but when i went back and looked at it I, apparently that's not the case Hmm, interesting well i look like an idiot saturday anyway uh, <laughs> I didn't, i've said it myself so i look like an idiot too <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh overall i think we both enjoyed it can't wait to see this next episode uh, i'm really interested to see how they progress the story there's only four episodes left i know I'm so excited <laughs> like, kind of like i got you know i'm interested to see how kind of on the fastball they get here uh and if any episodes are maybe a little longer heading towards the uh the finale We'll see. Because that last episode felt short. I'm like, come on, that was it? That's how you're going to end it? Yeah. No, maybe it's so invested, but still. And I'm really curious. They classify this as a limited series. Okay. Probably so, so we probably won't get another Falcon Winter Soldier show. No, 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 no. I, I get that. But uh, I, my, my biggest thing is, um, are you going to continue doing Falcon in a series format? Um, is is the, the biggest thing that that piqued my curiosity? Because I well, mean, you could have you could have a season two and just call it uh, Captain America, or you know, something obviously. It's like one division. Like it's not. It probably won't be named the same if they come back with another show. Well, can't wait to see what they do. Um, all right, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit. Uh, we've not been able to talk about it till now, Joel. We've been sitting on this for freaking forever. Uh, we, recently, you. T- you told me, I swear to God, I thought we saw them all together. But you've just recently seen all three episodes of Invincible. Correct. Uh, what a show, right? Yeah, I love it. It's great. Oh, my God. It is such a good show. man. I might even watch it when we're done with this. That is, ugh, the writing is so goddamn good. Um, and I loved how like episode three kind of ended. Uh, I, I, I was telling you on uh, two, uh, two cliffhangers. The first one kind of being um, what you call it, kind of going, I think your husband knows more than he's letting on. And she's kind mm-hmm. of, shut up. And then, like, you see him walk in and he kind of feels that cold air 
so like yeah. he knows what was what was just in his house right um so he will not be too receptive to that can't wait to see that play out yeah. and the other cliffhanger is uh the rope again you're gonna have to help me with names but the robot robot um, what's his name oh robot oh, perfect thank you um look at that i knew it damn i should have been more confident anyway <laughs> uh, <laughs> um robot uh looks like him and the uh the leader of this of of that super group that's something going on. I don't exactly. know if it's their way of trying to push the heroes or if they got a hidden agenda going on. The Guardians of the Globe, as they are called. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if he has a hidden agenda or if they're just trying to push their heroes. What, what do you think? Or have you not really like thought about it much? I haven't thought about it much, but you know, I have read much farther along, and I don't. I honestly don't remember. <laughs> like I don't remember. I, I like I told you, I don't remember the fucking demon detective. I'm like I forgot about him. Uh, <laughs> So it's been years. So I'm a little. A lot of things are, you know, not completely clear. So it's, it's some of this stuff is familiar, but also uh, new because <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, so I can't wait to see where it goes now, considering where we're at currently. Because it seems like obviously the demon detective's on his ass, uh, Omni Man's ass. Uh, like I know where it's going, but I want to know how much of it is they're gonna do like will it go all the way will it change like i remember um what's his name damn it the alien shit ah uh, that uh, seth rogan did the voice him who seth, who seth rogan did the voice uh, i think it's alan alan i think it's alan yeah i believe it's alan a big ass alien i used to, i used to imagine a lot was alan but <laughs> um because he just he's just Alan in the comic just it looks like just like him it's, he's huge uh and he has this weird some like fight thing that go with Omni-Man where they have this like friendly battle it's weird but yeah obviously um Invincible did it this time and was not didn't understand that this is just a thing that him and Omni-Man did <laughs> which is funny you'll get to see more of Alan in the future um <clears throat> But I do, I just love everyone. I love like, that we got to see more of the um, Guardians of the Globe. They seem to have made small changes, like uh, Shrinking Ray is a girl now. That's new. <laughs> um, Monster Girl's there. That's cool. She's the same, at least. Um, who else is the same? Explode, Duplicate, Adam I mean, I'll say right now, just kind of and spoiler alert, obviously for our listeners. Sorry, um, but that is possibly some of the worst ways to possibly die. How Omni Man just wrecked through that whole crew. Yeah. Um, spoiler, yes. <laughs> but say a, 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 you know, any individual would say that's probably exactly the worst possible ways to die. <laughs> Like, yeah. Omni-Man just was just like, I could have killed you guys a lot more friendlier, but I'm going to do this in the worst possible ways. Um, and I can't wait to see how that all plays out. I I really hate the format of releasing three episodes only to make us then wait week after week after week. Just yeah. one episode. <laughs> just give me one and make me wait week after. But when you tease me like that, it's like, well, just release all of it. The hell? Dude. Um but we will have to wait to see what what happens with Invincible going forward. Joel has some idea. Robert Kirkman, when I spoke to him, I said you know it was a healthy balance of of trying to bring uh, what you know to what you don't know. 
Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, you'll see a lot of things that, you know, and like, like you were saying, the trash can thing meant something to you because that's, that's accurate. Yeah, um, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he's saying there's a lot that you'll probably find that's accurate and a lot of stuff that's probably a little newer. Yeah. Um, so he said it was, it was, you know, it was fun to try to find the healthy balance of the two. Um, but all right, let's move on. I want to do one, two last things, Joel, so we can get out of here. Um, I want to first do American Gods uh, just got canceled. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> got canceled. It's possible stars will do a TV movie, um, but it will not be going forward. Um, this bugs me because I still to this day don't understand why TV stations base things off of um, uh, what do you call it? Um, Works? No, 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 no. What do uh, what do they say they didn't have enough viewership? I don't yeah, know right. if it's off of viewership, mainly because you're in a generation now where people don't watch TV as much. Um, they they stream everything. Like they want, they want the end result, you know, like I know a lot of people that don't watch full football and basketball games. They want to just see the highlights. Um, So I'm like, the ratings is just something that's just really hard to go off of. Um, Ratings shouldn't be why you don't want to continue this show. And I sometimes feel like ratings is the excuse. Um, I tell you right now, Arrow, regardless of what you tell me the ratings were, Arrow could have gone another four seasons. It absolutely could have. Black Lightning. Me, me not even have seen this, uh, any season after the first season. I could easily tell you that show could go a few more seasons. But it's one of those things where it's like, it's okay to just say you don't want to continue to do the show. <laughs> like, stop putting the blame on us. Like, you guys didn't watch it enough. Dog, what? No, that's not true. Because I guarantee you, if you go to Twitter right now, there's at least, Joel, and I'm not even exaggerating, there's probably at least 20,000 people on Twitter telling you that they love American Gods. I only see one, but that's fine. I know what you mean. <laughs> you <laughs> but you're also not looking. That's why you only see one. Um, but my point being, everything usually has a fan base. And, you know, no matter how big in scope it is it's a fan base nonetheless so i'm like i'm sure there's people that want this i mean shit joel after that first justice league movie came out before it really became a thing there were only a few people that man i wish we could see what Zack snyder wanted to do and then look what that shit became so i'm like it exists it's just one of those things where it's like you have to (laughs) that's something else though No, I'm just saying of the idea of it started off with like some people going, man, you should really like let Zach do his version. Like he keeps saying he has it. And then it just snowballed into everything. Um, so I'm not speaking more so to the end result. I'm speaking more so to how powerful it could be, um, you know, with a fan base. And it's like American Gods has a fan base. A lot of uh, fan base. It's just, unfortunately, it just doesn't always work out. Like this show always has some type of issue every season, it seems. Um, and it just it always felt like it was gonna be on the top of box. So I'm surprised it got to three, honestly. Yeah, I mean, like I like I was just telling Tia like an hour ago, to me, it's they did not do a good job marketing the show to people who have absolutely no idea what the hell is going on. Yeah. Um, it very <laughs> much seems self-contained to where it's like you gotta know to know. And it's like, what? That's not how you do a TV show. <laughs> you could do a movie like that, maybe, but that's not how you do a TV show. You have to cater it 
to people who have no idea what this is supposed to be. I told you numerous times. I I would leave episodes going. I don't even know what the hell I just watched. I, every season that happened to me. Yeah, I'm like, what what is that? <laughs> <laughs> so obviously it didn't do a good enough job with that, and that falls on marketing. So I'm like, again, stars, don't blame yeah. us. You. Yeah, I mean, I watched the show. I mean, I like. I mean, I remember hearing about the book, and I was interested in the show because of that. But like, I don't know. It just didn't. For me, it didn't do enough to hold me. Now, I did a nice job in this season. This season did a really good job, but like the first two, it's just kind of like all over the place. So, and I, you know, I'm sad to see it go, but it didn't make. I, I know for the, I know I can speak to you as saying it definitely didn't have enough action in it. But that's not what it was there. It was not there for that. It was a very story-driven show um, that I wish had a little more elements. You know, more things were fleshed out because it really was kind of all over the place with the gods. There's just so many different types of gods. There was, they, they, do, they didn't do the best, you know, uh, in terms of explaining that, you know, and I think they could have done a way better job. Yeah, and, and let me be specific because I, 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 I think I explained it well enough when we did the review. Action wasn't what I was in a desperate need of. It was the idea of you kept building this great war. And it was just like, all right, after a while, I'm not just going to keep sitting here as you keep trying to build up this war. Give me the war. like You know what I'm saying? I don't mind the story. I, I don't regret anything about what I've watched in these three seasons. Not one thing. I just wanted to know, was there ever a light at the end of the tunnel? Like, were you... Were you ever going to give us a war? Were you just going to prolong this as long as you possibly could? Um, so it was just it, it was just that. And I told Tia, ending it on a cliffhanger, knowing going into this season, it was very possible you weren't going to want to continue. It was the most asshole thing you could do. It really was. It, it really, 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 truly was. Like, why would you do that? Because now it's just like, well, don't give me a maybe you'll do a TV movie. You owe it to to the actual fans of the show to give us some kind of resolution. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, I, I don't know. To me, that's just it's always frustrated. Don't ever end something you're not sure if you want to continue on a cliffhanger. Yeah, that's on the showrunner to to do that though. That's like, hey, look. I mean, and again, that the studio lets the showrunner do what they want to do. Uh, at some point, you got to go look. Um, it might not come back next year and that's on the studio to tell them that and the director will go okay well then i guess i should end it early right um, you know but like like i said like some most of the times they don't know until it's over and you just have to read the writing on the wall some people just don't yeah frustrating but all right mm. well to end our night man that woman but woman it was a solid episode agreed I do enjoy black. I don't know how much I enjoyed the changes they constantly make to Black Mask in every appearance we see him in. Yeah, um, unique to each place. Each place <laughs> makes sure it puts its stamp on it. For uh, sure. But again, I'm gonna tell you like I like me and you talked about when uh, we saw the trailer for uh, the Emancipation of Harley Quinn. I'm not calling it Birds of Prey. Um, I love adding in the False Face Gang. Or false face crew, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. I love it. I, I that's to me one of those hidden gems of Black Mask that if you don't know, mainstream DC doesn't really care to show you, um, or it hasn't really had any interest before. 
Um, so I'm like, they did it in the movie. I loved it. They're doing it here. I love it. It's it's a really cool idea. Uh, yeah. Now, shout out Fossface. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, now I'm gonna say what I said for the Harley Quinn movie, and they didn't do it. They went extreme. I do like the idea of the mask being something that can't be taken off. Like it becomes him. Um, so I'm curious, does Batwoman go there? But I'm just really glad that, again, unfortunately, we have yet to get another Black Mass that ultimately will never go up against a Bruce Wayne. But again, you know, just to see Black Mass, I guess I got to take the good with the bad. So, um, but I don't know where they're going with this whole Kate Kane shit. It's really fresh. You know what's crazy, Joel? I'm watching the episode. I'm like, you know what? You know, I got to take it easy. This is this has been a really solid season. And then, like, it reminded me when Black Mass is talking to Kate. I was like, oh, fuck, that's right. That's what I hated. Like, <laughs> like damn it. I was really hoping I, they would completely, like, stop talking about this. Because um, to me, it's just like, it's, let me just get a full season where I can just worry about Ryan, where I'm just sold on Ryan. She gets everything, and now you're just bringing other shit. Um, but how did you like this newest episode of uh, Batwoman? A solid, like you said, you know, I thought I've liked the whole season for the most part. I thought it's been a solid season, but this this episode again, we get to see Black Mask. That was cool. Um, maybe we get to see the the, the Bat Gang kind of officially form, where they finally like thought like actually communicating with each other. Um, like, look, we're a team. We gotta work as a team, and all this extra bullshit. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a pretty solid episode overall. Um, and we get to see now we and they've obviously explained where fucking Kate Kane has been uh, this whole time. Well, we kind of knew that last time, but you know, officially. <laughs> and they they they, they they um at the end it was um what's her name Enigma at the end that was cool. I didn't expect to see her. So so you had Enigma and Duella that in this fucking show. So. Which, not to be confused with the fact that Matt Reeves is going by uh, Enigma. Uh, well, yeah. Um, Enigma is his name, uh, Edward Enigma. Um, right. But, like, it's at, um, but it's, uh, I think it's, Na- I forget what his real Nashton or whatever the fuck. That's his real name before he becomes Edward. Edward. He changes He changes it to Edward Enigma. And right. an Enigma, the girl, the girl at the end, is... And the comic book's also known as the Riddler's daughter. Now, yep. will she be the Riddler's daughter? I have no idea. But I mean, that's another character, just like they introduced Duella Dent, I think, last season, who's connected to Two Face in some weird way. And also known as the Joker's daughter, which is another weird thing. But look, they're using these female villain characters that are that they get usually swept under the rug a lot. So cool. Well, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Hell, who needs to see the actual versions of these characters? No, let's get their offspring. Right. Um, <laughs> ah, that would forever hurt me. But anyway, Joe. Um, ba- I said they're using where they're in the Batman movie, so. Yeah, luckily, thank goodness. Um, but yeah, so we got Batwoman going on a week or two uh, break. We got uh, Superman going on a break till May. Yeah. Um, to welcome in Supergirl. Yes. Um, Flash and Supergirl will continue. Right. Uh, I think Black Lightning's on a break too, because last week it was it was old, but I'll check again tomorrow. I don't know. Yeah. So some of these shows is breaking. I guess this would be the equivalent of like their winter break. Uh, this episode of Batwoman very much felt like the first episode after winter break is over. 
like you know how like every winter break has like the big cliffhanger so like it seems like if this were regularly scheduled the winter break would have been the episode where boom kate kane's still alive you know and now a different person or a different face sorry um and then this is the first episode back um so you know we'll, we'll we'll see how everything gets played out and everything um godzilla versus kong joel dropped mm-hmm. for us this wednesday which is the weirdest day to drop a movie i don't know why they didn't just do it this past friday um uh, but it finally drops and then we're a week and a half or almost two weeks away from mortal Kombat. yes very excited about that Oh, there's two things we didn't go over. I wanted to speak on a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. Well, there was the whole uh, Russell Crowe got casted in Thor, so oh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I yeah. when I heard that, I immediately took that to possibly being Taika just loving to bring in these these people that are fans of of you know maybe some of these um, universes, yeah, and I kind of see him probably being. Uh, use kind of like how Matt Damon was used. Yeah, probably. I'm not saying that's well, the case, but that, that it's probably just a small cameo. Probably not anything major. But even if it isn't, I mean, even if it's just a cameo, it could always be someone significant. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I, I remember the theories people went with when Matt Damon got casted and he ultimately was just an actor. So only, like, if this were any other movie... I would yeah. say like, ooh, the possibilities. But knowing Taika and how he likes to 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 be very playful with these actors and have fun, yeah. it is very possible. It's it's just to to have fun, right? Like we know they're also coming back, like Matt Damon and them, right? To, to play the actors again. And they're like, what the fuck? Do we need to see them again? <laughs> <laughs> I told you what I think that is, it, it, and if it is, that would be really, really, really cool. What what is that? I, I think it's possible that Gore the God Butcher. Uh, sees them and thinks that it's the real version <laughs> and kills them only to find out that they're just actors. Uh-oh. And then that's when he goes on his hunt for, for the real Thor. Oh, so that means he has to literally land on Asgard or new Asgard or whatever. Yes. Mm-hmm. Look, I look forward to seeing what that looks like. <laughs> like fully formed because we saw it just look like a fishing village. They they very much modernized it. Like they didn't try to change it at all. It was kind of just like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not there yet. Plus Thor didn't give a shit at the time. <laughs> not, not even in the <laughs> Um, but yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, the second thing I wanted to go over. Well, it's a rumor, so it's not like an uh, an actual news, but still wanted to go over because he's been pretty accurate. But Apparently, they're making a Ghostmaker series for the CW. Now, I've sent you who Ghostmaker is in the past. You probably don't remember because you don't pay attention to me. But that um, is such a damn lie. I don't remember because my memory is garbage. It's not because I don't pay attention. Yeah, it's definitely a character I've sent you not long ago, too. Uh, and he's a fairly new character in the comic books. But, um, they're apparently working on a series for him uh, at CW. So I'm like, that's interesting because he's, again, only been like, I've been running around a couple months, it seems. Uh, a very interesting character because he's a very similar origin to Batman. And the fact that, um, well, I don't know about his parents, but I know they have similar training background because they trained together in the past. So they have a rivalry going on. Uh, and he ended up recently in Gotham and has definitely, well, he's more of a, 
willing to kill type. Uh, His affiliation is is apparently in the Bat family. Yeah, he's a Bat family member, uh, especially now. He wasn't before, but like again, because he's a recently he's a new character, but he just recently showed up and has been. Um, but again, he's more willing to kill than Batman is. So, right. Well, here, he, you go, Joel. Here you go. You ready for this? Oh. Do I look like a bat to you? I am the ghost maker. I am better than Batman, and I am here to prove it. There you go. Yeah, this dude, see, and he looks fucking cool as hell. Like, yes, he's he too, I'm looking at it right here. Yeah, he, he looks really cool. Um, So, uh, I don't know what they're going to, like, obviously they can do whatever they want because he's a fairly new character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hopefully it is connected to um. <laughs> the, C- the, the, the regular universe within the CW because, you know, if he has any connection to Batman and them showing up, maybe showing up in Gotham first to take on Batwoman would be interesting because they have that dynamic um, and they can go from there. And then he can, you know, I, don't know, I don't really know where he would be because I don't know, but I don't I really know, know much about him aside from what it looks like. So I just thought I'd bring it up. No, I love that you brought it up. I'll bring up two things. One, CW, do me a favor. Okay. Stop bringing up Bloodhaven if we'll never see it. It's really starting to piss me off at this point, Joel. We've literally heard the name Bloodhaven since the first season of Arrow. Mm-hmm. And we've never seen Bloodhaven. No. <laughs> like, why do you keep name dropped? Like, I would like, and I think what upsets me the most. Bloodhaven has a connection to the Bat family, Joel. So it's like, it's not just like a random name of a place that you could just say. It's like, it's an actual important place to the Bat family. I think uh, there were rumors back in the day when they were playing with it that they teased that Nightwing might be able to show up, but it never went there. So, because they, they never, they never, like, they never, yeah, they never officially got the green light to let Nightwing go in. But uh, they definitely talked about it. Because I remember there was an actor pining for it at the time, but never, never actually got it. Yeah, so that frustrates me. But as far as Ghostmaker, I, again, I never loved the idea of you introducing characters that are a part of Batman, but there's no Batman. Um, it's really starting to get old on me. Um, but the idea of Ghostmaker himself, I love that idea. And if done right, and again, not on the CW budget, if done right somewhere else and then airs on the CW, it could be really, really, really good. Um, and finally, we could have a semblance of a replacement for Arrow because Batwoman is not that. Um, <laughs> maybe Ghostmaker could be. Maybe. Possibly. So we'll see. But uh, I am very interested in that. And I I, brief, I I, somewhat remembered you saying it, but I immediately looked it up and I'm like, yeah, he looks really dope. Um, yeah. They even have him classified as no one knows his real name. That's right. So I'm yeah. like, oh, interesting. I like that. Um, so now yeah. I'm kind of like, if you're a show, do you play into that? Because like, <laughs> yeah, you don't. That's <laughs> How the thing. You you, alter ego, then. Yeah, well, I mean, that you can play with it because he doesn't have a name. <laughs> you know what I mean? So the show can like make up how that you progress with it with the character if they really wanted to. I would say the best thing to do is have multiple main characters to where the viewer doesn't know which one of them is is Ghostmaker. And then maybe that's something you give us maybe in the season finale. Something yeah. we didn't expect is the actual Ghostmaker. Um, and the way that they slim these characters down in these shows, 
you know, you can make it so no one can really tell the difference if it's male or female. Right. So there's a way to do it. But to me, knowing the CW, if it is strictly from the CW, they, that, that'll probably be something that like, it'll be known to us, but not known to everybody else in the show who he is. And to me, I don't like that. It shouldn't be known to us either. If, if I go to the comics and they can't even tell me who he really is, you should not be able to do that either. Um, but you know, whatever. Um, so again, Joel, we always say this and I swear, I think we jinx ourselves when we do it. So we're actually not going to say it this week. Um, it had something to do with the Knicks just so you know where I was going where I was going with it. Um, so we're going to leave that out of this episode. But next time we get on the show, we can talk King Kong versus Godzilla. Or Kong, yeah. uh, Godzilla versus Kong, sorry. Oh, yes. um, we also can talk episode four of Invincible, episode three of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, and so much, so much. You, I'll have binge watch all of uh, Disney thing that Samurai Jack style Star Wars on Disney+. Plus. Oh, okay. So that'll be what the, I donate all my time to. The George version, whatever. I actually had that all recorded on a VHS. I don't know really? what the fuck said. Yeah, I don't know where it went, though. By the oh, way, well. I am coming over sometime this week to steal those Transformers, so keep the door unlocked. You're going to have to uh, do <laughs> <laughs> um, What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, so make sure you guys stay tuned. We will be doing uh, Figure It Out. We're going to be doing horror movies. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. That's going to be a hoot. I have a nerdy question for the group, actually. For tomorrow? I do. Well, it doesn't have to be for tomorrow. I can just send it today. Oh, yeah. Whenever you want to. Just make sure you write it so you don't forget it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, write yeah. it ASAP. That's the question <laughs> I've, I've asked you in the past. I just want to hear what they say. Okay. Then, yeah, leave it for the show then. Write it down so you don't forget. I'm going to send it now, actually. Fuck it. No, I want to talk about it on the show. Well, you can talk about it on the show. But I need to hear what they're going to say. Okay. All right. Uh, all right, guys, that's all we got for you for this episode of Much To Do About Nothing. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in for an all-new episode. We will see you same time, same place next week. Till then, peace. Peace.